What up, what up, what up, y'all? We are back once again. I am your host, Young Smooth. I'm your boy, OB, and this is The Kickstand, a place where you're gonna kick up your motherfucking feet, chill out with us for a little bit, you know what I mean? And yes, the space show. Yep, yep. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Amazing. As it always is. It's amazing. Um, but right now, we got two of the illest motherfucking DJs in Nebraska, even though we ain't in Nebraska. That's my shit. Baltimore <laughs> City! You know what I mean? You just like saying that. I love it. I don't know why. It's my shit. It's just his it's it's too much blame. That's what it is. I have. I have. I mean, I'd be like, mm, gotta drop down on them niggas. Like, I uh, always do that. Um, but we have DJ Evil Empire in the building. Yeah, yeah. And we got my man DJ Bishop in the building. That's right. And I mean, some of the truest OGs in the game. And we got a true OG from the True OG Show. Thank you for blessing the show. I appreciate no problem, it. Bro. So no, today, we we about to get it popping. I appreciate y'all for being here. Hell oh, yeah. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's, it's just amazing to yeah. see a vision and be like, yo. It's coming into fruition. It has. I'm right. <laughs> I'm going through it as we speak. You right. feel me? Like, and what, what is this? I think we're episode, what, 26? 26. So, so 26, yo. We trailing y'all because tomorrow we'll make our episode 12. There you go. Bro, that's uh, shit, that's shit. And, we, and we're uh, thinking about it. I don't bro. There's many times I wanted to back out. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It, there it is. Personal <laughs> things. You know, just the work and home. And it's just my like nigga. The stress. Mm-hmm. My brother. Shit. Some Zulu got in my ear and he yeah. was just like, yo, don't stop now. Mm-hmm. You're getting traction. That's He's exactly like, what I did. <laughs> like, he was like, man, let's just look at your Instagram. Look at your followers. Look how many followers you got of right. just off of this alone. I'm right. like, you know what? I told this nigga the same thing. And organically, what we did as far as like our Instagram page and just me posting shit that we'll talk about throughout the day or whatever and just posting nonstop. We have a total of 730 some of our followers. That's organically without me paying for anything or trying to do it. Making an Instagram and just Going through with the plan. See, what I do now, I don't know if you you follow me, so you know when I'm on my way to work, I just talk about what I did. You funny as shit, though. Yeah, I try to be, man. I try to be like. He just be saying, he just be having this like. If it's on my mind, I will pull out the phone and say that shit. Because what was the what was the other day? Was the kids that need to go in the house? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Hawaiian machine. Oh, Hawaiian machine. Hey, oh, look. I, it, it stopped. Just said them little chicks was in the background twerking. I'm like, no, no, shorty. No, no, no. I ain't trying to get no petrol charge, shorty. That's okay. Right, right. right. But I, I appreciate the love, but nah. Right, not like <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. Like and then, like, so recently you've done a couple of mixtapes. Yeah, we're going on an actual mixtape album. We're just going to call it True OG. And we right. basing it off the show. Mm-hmm. And we have y'all on there. We're using like clips from you know certain uh, interviews we did. Michelle, you know, right. Okay. Like, as a skit or an interlude type thing. Okay. So, that's dope. Cool. That's what's up. Yeah, I, you know, I, certain you know artists that I know, just nobody know, you know, known known yet. Right. Except for K-Mac, of course. That's okay. Right. But, you know, other artists I've just met and ran into on the street, heard their stuff, and like, you know what, I'm going to support you. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. If ain't nobody oh, else going to do it, I'm going to throw you on the mix. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, as early as today, my son's friend, he's been wanting to rap. He sent me a song. I'm like, I ain't even going to listen to the whole thing. I got you. Don't right. Worry about it. Like, it's real. Let's get it out there. Yeah, I'm going to just do my thing and yeah. put it out there. Support is I don't, I'm not really... Into the new stuff, but mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. So yeah, I'm, right. a, I'm a DJ. We got to whether we. Got to. <laughs> we have no choice. Right. No choice. Right. No, no choice. We don't play. We don't get into I mean, I'm going to stick to my flavor, which is nineties boom yeah, back. But I, you know, I work, and then I work in a strip club, so I have to be up on the new stuff. You right. play, if you don't play Bodak Black, it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I play that. Yeah, but I'm like, saying, but like, we'll give her this. She number one. Number one. What? What person? Number what person? What owner of a club is going to compete or argue with that? Like, right. how you going to argue? She's number say one of the Play her. Can't say nothing. Play her shit. Yeah, First of all, I was watching something and it was like 
a, a, a white radio show in like the San Francisco somewhere. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. They was like, oh yeah, they bumping this. Like, oh yeah, we playing. Oh, this. that's yeah. yeah, so that's who buying the records. Yeah, the CDs. Right. We so, not doing it. But she's selling it though. Yeah. To all crowd. It's her personality. Yeah. Think that's what it is. You gotta like no, it. I, I believe it's her personality. Yeah, because I didn't like her, her but I ended up liking her because of her personality. I said, yeah. you know what? I can't hate on her. She's sexy as I don't know what. Right, just, right. She gets right. She comes a lot on the table. Oh my god! But you know what? It's funny because you have to kind of look past the some of the talking because some of it be deep. Some of it is is. And, 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 it's I found myself following her, and I don't know if it was because I looked at the wall, got past her look. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, she's funny to me. Like, I'm yo, just, she's funny as I'm shit. I'm gonna listen to her. She's funny. She got a personality. She got. She she's marketable. Yeah. So I can understand what they doing with her. And I'm like listening and listening. I'm like, I hope this girl don't crack under pressure. And I don't think she's good enough enough to not crack. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. She at that point. She complaining already. Oh, you know, she did. She had. You know she had, that? No, she had a um a live video. And I was actually watching the live video, and she was she was pissed. complaining. She was pissed, so she is complaining. She's starting to see that yeah. it ain't all that's cracked up to be. Because I, the difference, and one of the things that she said that I fuck with and I get, she was like, um, if back in the day when it was a beef with a bitch, she was like, I could see you, I could come see you, I know where you at, I'm, I'm coming directly at you. She's like, all of these motherfuckers is fake nowadays and all this subliminal yeah. bullshit. So it, it's the level of the subliminal and not well, really knowing how to come and get you. To a certain that. extent, with mm-hmm. hip-hop, the subliminal is always going to be there. I mean, sure. you go far back as Kumo D and uh, Busy B. Right. But right. You know, they really wasn't throwing no subliminals. Kumo D just came nah, out. Nah, just came right out. Right. 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 Probably trying to set some pussy up for the night. He probably right. niggas come back like, yo, he on stay distant you right now. You know what I'm saying? So it goes from there to the subliminal now. Now it's in Jay-Z. Yeah. Subliminals all day. I can take yeah. it all the way back. I can. Right. I don't. I don't know lyrics word for word, but yeah. I remember hearing stuff. And I'm like, yo, he gotta be talking about you. Well, he gotta be talking about Nas. He talking this dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So subliminals was always right. there. Like right before the ether takeover. Before it was always there. Right. Right. If you listen to lyrics, you're going to catch certain stuff. Like oh, yeah. you might not get it right away, and then like they but say, you, like, you want to listen over and over. Right. Sometimes it takes a while. Mm-hmm. It might take ten years. You listen to it again, like yo, this is what talking about. And in, in a lot of classic CDs are like that too, because like even with Ready to Die, Ready to Die was one of those ones where you just like, oh, that's what he meant. Oh, this is a yeah. When you listen to it, you can story. depending on your mood, like you know, what they, say, what they say about music, and the one thing that I will say is the most powerful tool on the planet. Mm-hmm. You can steer a person's emotions with music. Right. Well, upset. And just being, a, songs listen, just being a producer. Yeah, or I just and, and I get the producer that's every it. credit in the book. I swear, right? That's what I listen. I, you know, but, but in the beginning, I used to listen to the words or how I rap a sound. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if I hear a beat, the beat gonna draw me in. Right. Then I'm gonna listen to the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, all right, then Shorty right. spitting over this. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But before it used to be the words like. I don't know if you watch a lot of the Vlad TV stuff. I do. I used to. Oh, talking about how Nas yeah. is the worst beat picker ever. Yeah. yeah. It's true to a certain extent, but it's because it's, it's, it's Nas, you don't care if it's the beat, what beat. Nah, he's he's so so you know he's going to say some crazy stuff. He can rhyme more than the stars. And he'll do some hits. Big Bird can be, be singing it, but Nas will take that beat and, and flip it. Yeah, all the time. You know what I'm saying? He'll flip it and he'll be like, all right. Yeah, so you can do that beat because it's Nas. You got that. You got that. Subliminal stuff has been around for a minute. Yeah, but I think I think it's just even old school R&B they threw subliminals out there. Okay, I think I think for for the most part it's the art of it. It's like she's not 
Cardi's not ready for that. You know what I'm saying? She's not ready for she's that. She's still fresh, in, in the hood, we're used to that regular combat shit. Like, if I'm going to beef with you, I'm going to beef with I'm you. And I'm right. I'm going to say it to your face. Nah, it's not so It is. Eight times and eight too much talk. You already know what it's called. Right. When 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 I see you, you like, right. and you from New York, so you know it's it's her her personality is always kind of whole But I think she's gonna be, I think she's gonna be good. But on the flip side, let's talk about some more ratchetness and ridiculousness. Um, so speaking of Cardi and speaking of the whole love and hip hop thing, um, love and hip hop Hollywood had somebody that I have to address because this shit kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, we're talking about this dumbass bitch. Her name is Hazel E. Oh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I have I heard I have, about what she's been saying. Yo, I have, I have really strong feelings. So first of all, she, for those that don't know, she went in just hilarious. Because yeah. she's mad that her motherfucking book is only selling for $10. First of all, your book is about girl code and what you said is so fucking disrespectful. Right. You piece of fucking scum. <laughs> and it makes no goddamn sense. So I'm digging that ass right now because I'm mad. So first thing that she said, that, that and I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> she talking about... Dark skinned chicks being monkey butts. Yeah. First of all, bitch, You're let right. me nah, let me tell you something. You can't say nothing about nobody when your motherfucking ass is plump like a fucking gorilla. Number one. Number two, bitch, you are setting the fucking movement for black history back decades. Because how in the fuck you gonna talk about the brown paper bag test? No. And you and, and your mother told you that dark skinned chicks are always gonna hate on you cause you like you pretty bitch. You look like motherfucking Kermit the Frog with your nose oh, or no. get your shit together. Her mother wasn't need to be smacked. Her mother needs to be smacked for that. Number one, number two. Her her head, like My that. ultimate issue with the brown paper uh, bag test is this. Me being lighter, I've always had that issue where it's like Oh, you get things easy. It came to you easy. It doesn't. Bullshit. And, and, and it's funny because you'd be surprised. That's what niggas say. And I'm like, yo, you know how many times I had to work my ass off to get to the positions that I'm in or do the things that I'm doing now? Nigga, like, we, we all to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the white man? Mm-hmm. Nigga, we all, nigga, we, we all, all niggas. Black. Fuck you mean? We all niggas. Matter of fact, we all black. We all, we black. all from Africa. Exactly. It used to be one continent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You want to be really, really serious. Exactly. Exactly. So, for me personally, I don't deal with ignorance like that. And that shit, Unless that you shit. Unless you don't know your knowledge. Yeah, that shit. Yeah. A lot of don't know how to, you know, what you was always taught as a child, think before you speak. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of them just running off at the mouth and they ain't got nobody in their ear saying, hold tight, don't, you know, don't Shut up. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, that's what you mean. Shut the fuck up. She's trying to get a little room for her in that little media world. Right. Yeah. So she's trying to use some ignorance way to get some stuff in there. She's actually playing it smart. And so so people like us to talk about it and actually reflect And we have to because it makes makes you mad because we as a people cannot continue to do the same shit that we always do. That we always do. We got it. Because first of all, when you continuously do the same thing over and over again, it's insanity. Mm. It is insane. It's a lot of insane. And we being insane (laughs) shit. Then the second part that threw me off of this shit was that, okay, so Jess went at her boyfriend and the, the little nigga younger than her and he looked like he a little suspect. This, this is my fucking life, whatever. What they end up both saying is that gay people should go to hell because it states it in the Bible. First off, bitch, if you feel that way and you feel that strongly, be a naked bitch. Because every fucking designer, every fucking bag that you talk about, bitch, came from a motherfucker that was gay. So when <laughs> you sit back in this motherfucker and talk about this shit, Bitch, you might as well be fucking naked because you try to dress that nigga and all them gay ass designers, bitch. So I cannot, I cannot ever in my life respect anybody that come for any of them. First of all, my reasoning for that, and I feel so strongly about that, is this. We got way too many family. 
<laughs> they are gay, and that's their struggle, and that's their life, and I love them to death. But you ain't gonna tell them that they damn to hell based on some bullshit because you mad, because you think you slinging words, bitch. You will always be an under the gutter bitch, but that's just my personal opinion on that. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. And the rest of it don't matter. The rest of it don't matter. But moving on from that slut bag whore. She started talking about Jess' son. That's something. Jess took it in stride. And that too. I ain't gonna front. You talk about my kids. Alright, you know what? But you notice the second time. Uh, uh, meet me here. This is my Let's go. Game over. Yeah, but you notice the second time. You notice the second time that somebody came about that picture of her son. Last time she got the Corey Holcomb ass. Yeah, but I saw the pictures. Nobody is not wrong. It's, Honestly, it's absolutely nothing wrong with pictures. What it's, what it's called is fucking media. Right. It's media. It's not a fun way to get yourself out there. Right. Some people doing some negative, some positive, and some people got skills. Right. Some people have, some have no use talent, the, and they got fun. Some, some people got to legit. Some people it's have to respect the hustle to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. yeah. Some people have to be you know, talented to get they, noticed. Then they even have a downfall. Yeah. If you start the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's like a rapper that comes out and your lyrics is whack and you got a hot beat. You know you're gonna be a one hit wonder like Mims or something. <laughs> <laughs> Catch your ass on. This is what I'm saying though. It's gonna be one way. You, you're just gonna plateau yeah. and then you're gonna die right away. Exactly. So most of the time, if you come out the right way, you're gonna last forever. Unless you're a smart enough man to take some shit. You know what I'm like saying? Right. See, a lot of these rappers nowadays don't have nothing that 10, 20 years from now I'm going to be able to listen to and just still be out my head. Right. I'm hard. Obviously, I'm, I'm, hard. I'm, I'm so far across. What I'm doing hard. right now, I'm still banging stuff from the 90s. And you know what? Somebody else brought that up. The, the, the early 2000s. The funny thing is that yeah. I'm still doing the same thing. Everybody is. I had a conversation with him like this um two days ago. Like how I could actually have a couple of DJs get on and then play some new shit and then come in with some old shit. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it outside. We was the other day, right. And I was playing, um, what was that joint, um, Jahu the Damager. Yes. Jahu the Damager. Yeah. Damager. Yeah. I met him before. Remember mm-hmm. that beat, right? Which mm-hmm. one? Come Clean? Come Clean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I was playing that in the middle of rock. This is a rock, right? And I, it's back, and I was like, I'm gonna come in like that on some bullshit. I did that the other right? day on the mix. Or some crazy <laughs> shit, right? Or some crazy shit, go into some old school stuff, and you're gonna trip out. And you're gonna be like, really? I was just, really? I don't know. You might have heard him when I, when I was I was playing on the speaker when I did, and I was like, yeah. I had the Eagles playing, yes. and then I brought in um um what was it Post Malone um Rockstar, mm-hmm. cause the beat was right ringing in my head early that night before. Ah, ah. Mm-hmm. They asked me to play yeah. that song over and over and over, and I said, you know what, the beat is hot in this Post Malone. He, I, 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 I can kind of rock with you know, all right, all right, and, I'm, and I don't know what it was. I would just mix it. I would just organically just mix. Usually I have songs in my head. I'm gonna throw this on with that. And I had a song to go in right with the Eagles, and I said, you know what? Throw that in there. Fuck that. I said, oh my God, this is perfect. And then versus new, so I just straight scratched that game. And I'm going to be like, yeah, you yeah. that, right? And then I just ran the beat on the, on the Post Malone joint. I said, hey, I'm going to keep it. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. And I went downtown, and I purpose it. What I do, I test myself. Right. I always go downtown by Saratoga and Utah, and all the weed boys at, I'm mm-hmm. all past and I bang it loud. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple homeboys over there and be like, like yo, what is this? Like, yo, every day, whenever he, 
I told him, I said, if I ever come to you and you don't do that, I gotta go back to the lab. I gotta I, go. I, I, I know I'm not slapping to me. And this nigga, man, he listen to nothing but all the new stuff, but he know the old stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he, he know, he say, he, this, this, I wish I could read But the question is, why is it that we have to keep going back to that old stuff? But you know what? It's funny that y'all bring up the old stuff. And that kills me. I was actually watching an interview with, uh, I watched it on The Breakfast Club at 112, and I watched one with Tank. And it's funny because they both actually said the same thing as far as the 90s era. Like that era was such a good era. It was so powerful. It's so powerful. powerful. It was such a, a, a movement that it's undeniable. It's like, so much things that 90s music You can listen to like a 112. I listen to, I downloaded 112 shit just because they were on it. And I'm just like. I just yeah, downloaded the SWV like, off the night. Was listening to it. Right. <laughs> like, yo, that shit is yeah, but, this shit is back. But then it's like, if you, you, you want to, I mean, like, be the devil's advocate here. It's like you look at the new beats out there, no, it's mm. fire though. Yeah, it's just true. It's yes. fire. So that's that what gets me in. So that tells me the content is horrible. Right. Thank and if your the content is horrible. PSA. Thank the producers. <laughs> Thank the fucking you know producers. And from day one when I became a DJ, every time I bought the record, I looked on the label to see who the producer was. Yeah. And then you always and then you could also well, see who wrote the album. Nefertiti is 
going to be is one of the three best female rap MCs in football. football. I want to ask her about that. So, yeah. How did they even come up with? I uh, don't know. Did you see the list for the producers? Did they? We, we, how long was the list for the producers though? Nigga, because I know it's like twenty niggas on there. No, no. You see, as a top three right now, just for Nephi, yeah. Nephi, there's only three people right now being nominated as best producers. Like this shit, you got a whole city full of them. I'm like, it's almost like nigga. It's people that I speak for myself. I have I have a fan base here. People know what I do. So it's like, how do you even go about finding producers to even? I didn't know this shit was happening. Because this ain't like Baltimore been getting blackballed in the industry forever. This so for them to yeah. do that to their own, like, come on now. I mean, yeah. I know we known as the Crabs in the Borough City, but Jesus Christ, like, you really yeah. got to think like that now? But it's, but it's been yeah, like that forever. 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 It's been like that forever. It's like every single time we get to a point where, you know, we making moves and we getting certain artists and we, you know, we doing certain things. All of a sudden, you get this moment where it's just like... No, we Sean Price and them was alive when they did their uh, 20th anniversary thing. I was backstage with all of them, so we was all talking. Right. And and I ain't gonna front Smith and West and what? Listen to this shit. Producer of the year. These are the three nominees. The three people. It's a guy named King Midas. I know. I know Midas. King Midas. They got Jay Oliver and Fuse DMV. I know Jay Oliver though. Yeah. Okay, I know about Midas. But that's the only three people. There's a lot of of but but it's also but it's also you have to ask the question who is the committee, right? That's what I'm saying. But, but let me let me let me touch back on what I'm saying. So when we talk, we having a conversation. We talking about DMV artists or whatever. So right. and I was and at the time this was early on. So I was like, everybody want to include Baltimore in the DMV. Personally speaking, I was like, I don't, but I just go along with it. Right. And it was like, why? I was like, you know, there's no B in DMV, bro. Like, right. come on, we always been alienated from Virginia and DC mm-hmm. and, and everybody outside. I was like, but if you want to go ahead and say it. We got artists down here that can blow at the drop of a, they can get any New York artist with Thank a, you. a run for their money. Mm-hmm. But are they gonna blow? First thing no. Tech's gonna say it'll never happen. Now I was like, what you mean it never happened? He's like, it just never it's never Tech said that? Tech said that. Oh, um, oh Tech. Okay. Oh, right. And the way he kept doing it, it actually pissed me off. Right. And I, but he's my friend, so I was like, but I kept asking him, well, why you why you say that? Mm-hmm. What, what is it? What's the reason for it? I mean, you gotta give me a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just like saying Brownsville and, and, and East New York and never get along. Y'all right next to each other and we right. already know how y'all get down, but y'all right. get along. You know what I'm saying? MOP them did stop songs with Uncle Murder. Right. right. Y'all them did songs with MOP. I mean, come on, what's the difference? What because we in Baltimore? Mm-hmm. I mean, what we all we good for is bring your dope down here and sell it and, and like, like, come on, and, and we already know y'all got problems with that. Like, come right. on. Right. You gotta give me an answer. He never gave me an answer. And this was maybe about five years ago. To this day, that's still bothering me when I think about it. Because I'm like, why did you say that? Right. And what made you say that? But and you know, but, but is he but is he wrong though? Because look at it, look at it like this. I mean, we yeah. had a few artists that blew. Right. So we had, 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 had Rough Ends. We had Drew Hill. All R and B. You know, all R and B. No real hip. No hip hop in it. Um, in the arts, you still got like well, outside of that in acting, you got like uh, Monique. Jaden and all of them, and then that's that's a level of success. But even with that, it's a level of blackball. Like this is where you're gonna be. Jaden, that's a hip hop mentioned 
talk about Baltimore that much, and he had a history. Ever. Went right to school with him, so it's like, I started following him, and I realized, like, oh, that's him. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm listening for the songs. I'm like, are right, you going to mention anything? Are you going to say something about us? I'm like, oh, no, no. like, I We've had conversations. I used to be, me and him used to draw. Mm-hmm. We went to the wrong part together, so I got to know him. He lived right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We lived right off, around there off of Old York Road. My that's grandfather all. used to cut us in. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, we, we talked, so it's not like he was just somebody that would pass you or something and keep it moving. I knew him. Niggas knew him. Like, Niggas right. knew him. Why you ain't acknowledging us? You talked about Oakland. I mean, all right, I know you from there. You talked about New York. What about us? You, you knew, we, we got down there. Hey, when you lived there, I'm surprised you were there. Oh, what happened about us? Right. True. Oh, you're from Canada? Mm-hmm. Oh, time, that's the chance. At that particular time, when Pop lived up there, it was terrible. Right. I was drive-by shootings and all kinds of stuff. I was there. I know. So my thing is probably that Baltimore probably don't know the formula. But what when you got somebody that gets propelled to that level, I mean, I don't know, because I, mean, I put it to you like this. If I wake up tomorrow and I get some something, you know, on a national level, guess what? You're fucking, I'm going to rep the shit out of Baltimore. Put these bishop shirts. I'm wearing Baltimore shirts. Right, right. You don't know I'm from Baltimore, and I'm going to cram it down your throat. Mm-hmm. So most of these, these, these cats in New York that's I know about it is in Philly, is they do a lot of those shows, mm-hmm. hip-hop shows. And, and, and showcases, mm-hmm. and after they do like about like a whole year of showcases, they take some of the best artists, and then some of the best producers get to work with them. Right. And then it builds the artists. Baltimore artists, sometimes from my experience, is that they they get built a little bit, and then they get a little exposure from outside. Right. And then they jump shit. Yeah. A lot of do. Yeah. And that's the bad part. It's supposed to stay home. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be like a ten, like a ten showcase series, starting mm-hmm. from January tenth every month, and then at the end of December, the best two artists get to work with some of the best producers in Baltimore, make the best two albums, and you got just, it's like a like 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 what's what's that show called X Factor and all mm-hmm. that. Right. Like that's how you get your best out of bets. Mm-hmm. That formula's been done for many years for many different. Different ways different cities, different different cities. Right. even if you were the best barbecue cook and all that, or anything <laughs> they do that is the simple mathematics. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot of them jump ship because mm-hmm. the money is is small, it's quick. Thirty thousand come from some other artist somewhere. You jump ship and you go somewhere else, and now you yeah, making some money outside of it. Really. And now you just you or they they city can't build. Now and you I, stop. I also think it's the education of it all too. Is that what I, it is? I think it's the education of it all. I think that we. As artists get to a level and we expect to blow, or we expected that 92Q was going to be that level of automatically putting us. One thing I know dealing with um, with my girl in mm-hmm. LA, mm-hmm. LS, mm-hmm. and she was doing. I mean, you going it's going to be times out there where you going because I I didn't understand it either. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm coming from a different perspective. You're coming from the DJ perspective, right? So I'm like, oh, yeah, they want you to do all these shows. Are they paying? And it's like, no, I got I to gotta do this just to get... Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she's known. You know that. Yeah. Like, people know. So I'm like, yeah. okay, you're at that point where you got to start seeing something from her. Right, right. Like, you see, she she's branched on the other things now. She's yeah. on the magazine. She's doing yeah. other stuff because everybody seems to think you're just going to get that one overnight success. Right. Uh, not, not in 2017. Everybody uh, in mother rap. Right. Right. It's going to be hard. And Back in the know, 90s, maybe. Yeah. It and it's possible that you bring that up, though, even with this. Even with doing a podcast. After doing it, do you know how many I ended up finding and being like, oh, dude, I know. or how long you've been in, in, been doing this and it only came to my attention almost two years ago to be only to be here and we're only on like episode 26, 26. which 
the thought process is that, I, and, I, and I choose my words wisely on this, is not that there can't be money that's made in it, but you have to know that you have to start from the ground up. Like, I completely stripped the whole the whole thought process of being an MC and realizing I'm a podcast host. This is what I do. This is this is my older hip-hop. And I had right, to, right. to strip all of that shit and, and all of that ego and be like, yo, this is what I'm going to do right now. Right. And then rebuild it up to be, so you know, level, be something else. The level that you want to right to be to be start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Because you, you can't like niggas get to this point where they like, oh, you know, I'm gonna automatically blow them up to do this shit for my city and this, that, and the third. Right. And niggas, here's the thing: you can't keep doing some shit for a city that sometimes don't want to do it back for you. Nah, you, but still rep the city. You, you rep the city, but you, you just, you know, definitely rep. Every time I'm in New York. Oh yeah, you always talk that. about this. You know what I'm saying? Brooklyn, when I'm here, I talk I read Brooklyn. When I'm in Brooklyn, I read Baltimore. Right, not to put your shit out like, there. I've been in both places. Look, I remember the one time you was, I think you had to go to court for something, but you were in New York. Yeah. You had so much Baltimore shit on, I said, this is my cousin with this <laughs> But yeah, I remember that day. That day, that was that was that was a really, really good day. I was like, yo, this nigga is in New York. Repping the shit out of our fucking city. I did like, I did like, I did like that showcase they did downtown though mm-hmm. for the producers, right? The, the one that the out like the obstacles in mm-hmm. that was good. Mm-hmm. If you can have a whole bunch of those, right, to get the best of the best at the end of the year, the best of the best, and you guys get the win to do some music with the best producers, mm-hmm. dude. If the if, you, if the artists don't blow up, this is a problem, right? And right. there's more to come out of that. Yeah, it's sometimes more like. Sometimes I notice it takes sometimes that one artist to the point where you start going back in that producer's catalog and checking for him. And the reason why I say that because I'm a Knife Wonder fan. Love Knife Wonder. I right. Like Wonder. I got made me really start checking Knife Wonder heavy. Obviously, I listen to the boot camp click, so I know about all the stuff he did mm-hmm. with them. Knew nothing about Little Brother and all and none of that. Nothing until I was in a chick car one day. She's playing Destiny Child last album. Mm-hmm. She had just bought it. So I'm reading it back and I said, Yo, Knife Wonder did this? <laughs> She said, who the hell is that? I said, he did the beat right here. She said, well, I like this. I said, God damn, he did the fucking album. I think it was Lose My Breath, if I'm not mistaken. He did that, um, yeah. Girl, Girlfriend, he yeah. did all yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, damn me all of them. Yeah, like, nasty. Yo. Nice and I'm like, nasty. so I'm listening to it differently now. Mm-hmm. I'm more, my, uh, you know, my ears are open now, so I'm, I'm really taking it in. I'm like, yeah, this knife won the flavor, but he just gave it that R&B. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. so yeah. 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 I just looked up Knife on his catalog. I found out about the dude Murs over in California. Yeah, I'm a fan of him now, all because I followed Knife Wonder because it took me. It, you know, I, when he did Jay Z's album, I'm like, all right, yeah. he yeah. did it somewhere now. Because what he did the black album, right? Yeah, and then yeah. he did it, obviously through Jay Z. He probably got connected with Beyonce. He did that. I'm mm-hmm. like. No, he 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 moving places nice, now. Nice. Yeah. And then when I did, I checked his catalog. I said, "Damn, this nigga been around for a minute." Right. I said, "What the fuck?" And I'm listening. And I'm loving this shit. And I'm like, "Yo, I ain't never heard of these artists." Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Same thing with Timberland. Nobody right. listen yeah. to Timberland and Blue. Yeah. No. But if you like Timberland, you gonna go back and listen to it. And that's some of his best work. Yes. Dude, that was fire. That's such a great fire. Song. Even Dre, no disrespect, mm-hmm. to do something that kind of caliber the stuff that he did with Magoo. Because mm-hmm. it's like a different kind of art form. Right. To chop up to like 32s and make them beats sound like that, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. It's like breakdancing type shit, you know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, it's hip hop. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, like another world. Like how Electronics was. Right. Right. 
Mantronics. Mantronics. Oh my God. I took it there. Then. I yeah. took it there. That was A, back in the grade. I was listening to Mantronics heavy. Right. Yeah. If I'd have listened to any harder, I'd probably be doing EDM right now because, you know, they was like on the edge of it. And EDM like, is, is a whole. I love it. Of I love it. Yeah, I actually love yeah, it. Dubstep and all, I love it. Yeah. yeah. One thing I can say, being DJing in the strip club, I had to listen to different, you know, forms of music, like right. rock. And then a lot of this, the classic rock, you know, I grew up in this stuff, was mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, all the old school R&B and then listening to, you know, this one DJ, his name is Scott, he put me on with the dubstep, so I just started listening and checking for all this different EDM, and I said, yo, right. this is great, this is great. I like it, you feel the hip-hop inside of it, you can, oh, you can, you can, you can hear it slow in there, well, you're going to hear the influence, it's quick, it's quick, but you can hear it in there, Sometimes. some of it is blatant. They letting you know they did. Yo, y'all had to listen to some hip hop. They had to. Like, this yeah. artist, I don't even know what kind of music is. It's an artist out there named, I don't know if it's a group or an artist. Portishead, their name sound familiar? Something to that degree. It's yeah. a chick she sings, and, and mm-hmm. it's the beats that she used. It got that, like, if a rapper, they, they had to do it, have a slow flow to it. Like, I can hear Biggie rhyming over some of these beats, and I'm like, it makes they hard. <laughs> but I'm like, you, you, that's exactly what I'm saying. The more showcases you have like that from a day one, that's putting it on, yo. Like, I know, niggas, I'm niggas will promote you, like, yo, I got Dude, do you understand how much it'll be like a star search type thing? And it'll be like, God, you don't have it and real talk, it'll be crazy because you might have all the producers coming outside trying to come in here. You might have other Just niggas. Just You might have niggas from other other states coming here. Like, you know, and I wondered about that too. Like, I mean, you got Los. Look at Los right now. Los is popping right now. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened to the promotion. Right. Because right. the only reason I know about Los is because of the people that I'm around they know right. Right. And I'm waiting and waiting. Like, yo, when this album come out? It's album been out. Weird. I don't know what happened. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And I listen to the album and I'm like, yo, this but you, but you know what? Right, was, 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 was I know different. if I had to change mics on this nigga, like I <laughs> short circuit. I'm like, but what's different is though the level of promotion. It's not yeah. the same way. Cause the days of us coming up was oh, you used to work for Def Jam. You go ahead and put flyers up and you put posters up and this, that, and the third. We don't do that anymore. And so it's such, a, it's such a digital. You gotta see what the fuck is right. I get them stickers out and run around and I just. Boom, right on the pole. Boom, right, right here on the door. Boom, and I go in the area because you know, down certain places downtown, you gotta be careful because yeah. they did take that shit right there, and I learned that. Yeah. Y'all niggas hanging around here, y'all selling weed, you going in the store, boom. Mm-hmm. Remember that, I'm Bishop, that's me right there. Mm-hmm. You ever get bored one day, you got a phone, go on my shit. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's different. To me, the number one quality of your promotions is your, your, your work. Mm-hmm. That too. Your work yourself. Uh, that's the end result. You ain't gotta do shit, do nothing. Right. Just do one thing, like oh, look at these cats from from New York. Um, um, what are those cats? Uh, Bobby Schmurder and them. Oh, what, what promotions they had? Probably YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, that's, that's it. The internet. That's actually how a lot of people That's that. crazy, yeah. right? Quality of what you put out. That's it. Cause that beat is still. Son, out. I remember when I used that to spend. Out. I remember when I used to spend my last dollars to buy Caribbean records, right. okay. bootleg records, because. I had to have that record. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't play in the club, I messed up. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm going to get it. Hopefully I get paid that night. It goes crazy in the club and it's going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. I had to. Because I noticed somebody at somewhere in the hood somewhere that's like, damn, this track just came out. The Fuji Lot joint. I can't hear it here in the club. I hear my radio in my car on my little radio in the crib. 
but yo, it's gonna be sick in the club, yo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like a quiet storm or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be crazy when this shit drop mm-hmm. in the club. I so you know what? Right. So you know what? I'm gonna pay my last twenty dollars I got. It's gonna pay my life there. It's jumping in the club. Buy right? two records. Guess what? Because you, you, you had to get it in. Yeah. We had to buy two of them. And people yeah. were spending their money and putting money in the industry and stop blowing up. And I'm blowing up, and other places blowing up, right. and then we our game is blowing up. Mm-hmm. But it's not happening like that anymore because the quality don't sit. People don't sit down and put it out that much. Right. So if a Cardi B comes out and does one little tiny thing that's low quality on it, mm-hmm. and talks a little something that that everybody relate to, she right. blows up. She good. Yeah. Even if she's on TV a little bit. Even right. if she had only YouTube. And I think that was, that was also the respect level that we got from yeah, Cardi, she, too. That's you crazy. Got the, look, you got the respect level from Cardi because that's she used the platform of Love & Hip Hop. Which and then she stopped A lot of used it and didn't do it like they were supposed to. Right, exactly. She's the only one I can think of that actually blew up. I mean, the only, only one that only blew up for Tasha, question. How many times was she on Love & Hip Hop? She was on it for two seasons. Yeah. Okay. She was on had a voice, though. Yeah. yeah, that's true. She could have. But there's a lot of them that did that didn't really blow, but K Michelle was one that sticks out. But see, here's the thing. K, K, K Michelle, you got K Michelle, you get Remy, even Keisha Cole. Those are people that were reviving their before. careers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, too? Like K Michelle before. had a career. It was just, exactly. it, it just, it got sacked. That's reviving their careers. Cardi is probably one of the only people out of me. I say her Nothing. and maybe like Tamar. You know what I'm saying? To you, just because Tamar. Even though she was already she a and it, it gave her her own career. They're the only ones in that whole platform that had that kind of career like that. But what we want to do real quick, let's go ahead and let's take a quick break real quick. And I mean, a little cigarette, a little drink, something. <laughs> 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 the niggas come back and then what we want to do, we're going to wrap up, ask y'all a few questions, and really focus on that DJ aspect of it. So we're going to do that. still have two of the illest DJs and mm-hmm. we still got Bishop and we got my man DJ Evil Empire of course. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions and you guys touched on a lot of this on the break which is crazy. What is the wildest party that you ever DJed and how did it, how did that go down? And either one of you can start. Doesn't matter. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is that pause in that moment wow, when you're like, just that moment where both well, of them are like, I like, think for me, it's one of the wildest parties I DJ was in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's called Bogarts on Park Avenue. And uh, shit, the party was like with True Kings Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And the party was pretty popping. It was crazy. And to me, I thought I was doing an ordinary job in the moment. Mm-hmm. So then it's two up, two floors. It's upstairs and then it's downstairs. Right. So upstairs was popping. I was doing upstairs. And then later on the show, the owner came and grabbed me and go to do downstairs, man. Take this party downstairs. So they connected both two floors. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want you to be downstairs. So I'm DJing the party and I'm killing, I'm scratching, I'm in my zone. And when you know your zone when, when everybody leaves you in the DJ booth. And then they go party by themselves and everybody's wilding out out there now. Right. And you just, 
you don't need another like another round, like mm-hmm. another another freaking world. And it's just you and your music. <laughs> so I'm DJing, I'm scratching, and I fuck up. I thought I loaded the song on one side and I pushed the record, faded over to the right side, and there was silence. And I was like, oh shit, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle of it, I hear everybody screaming at the top of the lungs, screaming. Like, this is why we love. <laughs> but then I'm like, they screaming and they singing it. And I'm like, oh shit, I put the CD back on. And then in the midst of it, I'm like, damn, I can't fade this back. So I'm keeping listening to them singing it. And then I just let it go. Right. So I stood there for a good 60 seconds and they sang the whole song. Damn. And that tripped me out. Yeah. In the moment, it tripped me out. I yeah. stood back. I fell back. I fell back from the turntables. Mm-hmm. Cause I got I got scared. Right. In the moment, like, damn, this is this is crazy. So then it then later on as the party's going, it's supposed to over at 3 30, lights come on. The owner comes next to me and he goes like, I know the last call's not gonna happen. We're going to a five. And I said, Don't this place close at four? He said, I locked the doors. It's going to a five. What bottle do you want? That's a New York shit, Right. You know, we we hit we in Baltimore, they be like, like two o'clock. So so right. Right. 145, my nigga, like. So I'm tripping, I'm standing there like, yo, this is crazy. And and the thing that tripped me out is like I had like it's a big party, celebrities in there, everything, mm-hmm. and they're all acting like little kids. That's what's like. Fourteen year olds, yeah, and they are tripping. Chicks are wilding. Yeah. a chick don't even give a fuck who you are, what you look like. She just wants you to rub on them, right? Like back, like she backing up on anybody, wilding out. And to me, that's one of the best parties. Besides, like having thousands of people in the crowd, mm-hmm. to me, that was like a moment that was like, damn, yo, it's like elevated to another level where. No matter what I could have did, I could have just cut the record out mm. or the knife or something, and the party would still kept going on. You know what I'm saying? What about you, Bishop? Uh, I just had this is when I was actually living in Brooklyn. Ooh. And, um, <laughs> Come on, you know how we had uh, block parties up there. Oh, yeah, and one of my mans was DJing the block party, so when he took his break, it was my turn. So I just had, man, he was like, yo, we, you know, we going, in, it was in the 90s, so he was like, yo, just do your thing. So I just so happened to put on, um, just rhyming with the biz. Mm. And the part where Big Daddy King come in, check it out, y'all. So I'm running it. I'm getting it in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to show off. I'm going to let this nigga know I'm doing my thing. Why Big Daddy King was actually there at the party. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Came over and dapped me the fuck up, got on the mic. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a DJ name. Right. He was like, yo, what's your, what's your name, bro? And I was like, yo, Lenny. Uh, DJ Lenny is doing <laughs> I never heard nobody get it yeah. like that. Don't get me wrong, I heard some good DJs, but yo, you killed it, man. He was like, man, I appreciate the shout out. And I'm saying myself, nigga, I didn't even know you was here. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the song. When, right. they, when the beat break, they right. be like, check it out, y'all. You don't stop. And I just kept running that part. Check it out, y'all. Uh, you know, yeah, ch- ch- check it out, y'all. That's kept going. And then we, we had the turntables. I used to always, you know, we used to put a little plastic on the right, 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 right. So, so I took the headphones off. So I'm, we had the, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we had the, we had the, we had the, um, the cassette, uh, the cassette tape back. So you know exactly what you call it. I say this was a golden moment because any other time when I've done it, I took it back too far or didn't, it wasn't perfect. For whatever reason, the gods is like, all right, this is your moment to shine. And I came back perfect. Mm-hmm. Check it out, check it. And I was going fast to the point where I got scared because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna mess up. Just bring it. I, I didn't, I didn't rain it too much. 
and then I let it go. A couple other times I scratched it and yo came over to me and I'm like, I thought I was gonna shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy came. Yeah. But damn, it's almost like he did that so hard. He <laughs> fucking manifested Big Daddy. Like, like, he was like, that's a moment. And he from Brooklyn, but I mean, I, I, I used to see certain rappers walking around. I never saw Big Daddy Kane until that day. Until that day, right? And then, yo, it's yeah. like, to, to this day, I'm like, yo, I was, oh my that's God, I wish right, I had a camcorder right. that yeah. day. I wish I could have seen my face, because I know I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, I was just DJing. He was like, yo, what's your name? But he got on mic. Yeah. Like, yo, my man told that, yo, what's your name, bro? That's I'm like, Lenny. No, you killed it. Sure, you killed it. I was, I heard it. And I didn't think much of it. I'm thinking like, all right, niggas did that because I'm here. And I was like, bro, I didn't even know you see it. It's just a festival. It's a party. They do it every summer. All the projects have like a big thing. Black party, right? Yeah, so, it was, you know, I was yeah. hanging around up there. It was several Shout projects. out to New York. New York always, they, they are the mecca of what this art and this craft is, though. Y'all, y'all it's a different, it's different lifestyle. Up there. It's, it's not different like being lifestyle. It's different mentality. Mentality, yeah. everything. It's different everything, man. And what is what is real dope, that's what we have in the building right now. We got New York and we got Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? So you're so you from New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what part? From left right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I see. All right. And right. Park Chester, too. I went, there, I, went there, I, went there, I went to Queensbridge by mistake one time. <laughs> so I was on a train high. I got on the wrong train. I was high as fuck. And then when I, I fell asleep, when I woke up, I seen the sign Queensboro or something. I was like, yo, what the hell? And I'm looking, I said, I ain't in Brooklyn. And I seen all these buildings. I said, yo, that's Queensbridge. Yeah. Like, all the train, yo, some of my best Rain friends to this good. day are there. Yeah. And it was funny because I'm like, man, I'm going. I'm, I don't give a fuck. Nobody say this is Queensbridge. I always wanted to come in. Right. I'm an LC Shad fan. So I'm walking around. I'm like, yo, I was on the south side. He said, the south side said Queensbridge yeah. South. Yeah, yeah I remember. I was like, yo. And I went, I goes over to the store, and I was like, all right, I'm over there, get me this back then, everybody used to get Dutchess. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, let me get two Dutchess or whatever. And I'm like, I know somebody, I ain't got some smoke, right? So the niggas in the store was like, yeah, I got you. Everybody like, where you from? Smoke. I was like, well, Brooklyn, but really I'm from Baltimore, but I live in Brooklyn. He was like, you all way big? I said, nigga, I ain't never been to the bridge in my life. <laughs> I said, I got a broad train. They was like, I'm sure you crazy coming up here. I'm like, man, look, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I don't think nobody's gonna kill this. me because I'm, I'm happy to be in the bridge. I'm like, <laughs> he said, you know what? Get that nigga a drink. Yo, come on. Yo, you smoke? Nigga, I got the Dutch. All right, let's go. What's up? Yeah. He said, out there, y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna right. get home. <laughs> I had to hit my peoples up on home. Yo, where you at? I'm in the bridge. What the fuck you doing in there? You fucking come in. Think I got the wrong train. <laughs> I'm a big one. Hey, yo, we can be careful, yo. You don't know them niggas. Yo, I know them now. That actually sounds like a legitimate movie that will fucking make millions. <laughs> right. Yo, I'm telling you, it was so like funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, always wanted to go there. Yeah, he balls. And he call it Queen's Bridge. Yo, I'm so high. I actually asleep. Like when I woke up, I should have been on the ground. That was, you know, it's on that Yeah. I'm getting all scared. Like, where the fuck am I? I'm on the wrong dress. How the fuck I get on the wrong train? And I'm looking around all my shit there. I said, I got the wrong motherfucking train. <laughs> but fuck this shit, it's Queensbridge. First of all, you, you went to sleep on the New York train. Let's just <laughs> not that. Like, dude, I've seen dudes get robbed on the train. Decep, regular time. Decep, I, 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 I used to be with them niggas when they used to rob. Decep, man. Decep, they, wow. they, yo, they didn't even want, they didn't even want me to be decent because I wasn't from there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, I'm more Brooklyn than some of these Brooklyn niggas. What are you talking about? <laughs> I can take it back to Baltimore. Right, I'll come back to Baltimore. So was was really they right. looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, all right, that's okay. I so you're born and raised in New York, or you just lived out there? Born and raised here, but right. I, when I 
really was in the streets like that. Okay. I was in the New York dude down here, then I started going up New York with him. I used to hustle on 20th and Greenmount. And I knew oh, you know, when, they got when they got raided, I yes. started going, I went back up top. When he went back up top. And it was easier to sell drugs up there. It was just down here. Ain't nobody got time for busting nobody. Yeah, you know, but down here, you know, yeah, you double your money right. down here. Yeah. But it was easy, and everybody worked for one nigga. And I was like, you know what? That's fine with me. Give me a salary, son. I'm good. Yeah, niggas. And, and that's how I was getting until they end up getting the pressure on them. If y'all want like to say to this day, these motherfuckers will give you the drug trade. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you ever heard of a rapper name? Um, um, what, what rap name did he go by? Um, he used to be with Uncle Murder. Oh God. Um. That's how you know you Rod Diggs. Rod Diggs, yes. Yeah, I, yes. I actually met Rod Diggs. Oh, word? Yeah, I used to hustle in this building in Gowanus. Oh, now, now look, my question is this. this. My question is this before we go back into that. He did his day. So, the big question is this. Yeah, what made you decide cool, to right? DJ versus being a rapper? I didn't like my voice. You told me that. I don't know how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Jam Master J was my idol. There you go. And, you know. Yeah, well, for me, it's like I had family members that were DJs already. Right. You know what I mean? Pete Cutter, my cousin Pete Cutter's a DJ. Right. Um, Another dope DJ. I mean, like, my uncle DJ too. E Love, fucking So Selector. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a lot of shitload of them in the family. Right. So it was so just like, it in. I used, right. My thing was, like, I used to watch them get on turntables. I was like nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them doing it back and forth. And I'm like, yo, this looks fun, man. Mm-hmm. This is sick. And then finally, my birthday came one day. I was ten years old. And my uncle got me his, gave me his old turntable, right. oh. Mitsubishi Belt Drive. Oh, 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 oh you God. was in Belt Drive. You was in it with a mixer. So then I, I ran home. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna make this work. He gave me a mixer, the one of those boxes. It was an Eli mixer. It was a wooden joint. I know what you're talking about. Two dials on it. And I'm like, damn, you know, I'm, I'm scratching records and stuff. My mom's old records and pop's old records. And I'm scratching. I'm like, damn, I can't scratch one record. So then I took my dad's, had his little rack of freaking, um, you know, the, the radio, the cassette, and all that stuff, and the whole thing with the old turns there on the top. So I connected that joint mm-hmm. to the radio, Hot 97. Oh. No, power, no, it wasn't. It was WBLS. Oh, yeah, it was popping back then. Us. And mm-hmm. then I connected to it, and I was playing radio, and my records are back and forth. Like right. That. Right, and that was right. the love right there. Yeah, yeah. So, what's yeah. the best mix that you've done? Like, I know that you have a mix that like, I love, and I know you have a mix that I love. But what are your favorite mixes? Like mixtape or just mix? just just in general? Because I know you remember if you did the one that we talked about with yeah. Big, yeah. which is my favorite. But. Yeah, Black Bible. Please mm-hmm. drop that shit. No, it's pissing yo. You know, no, yo, that shit is that's not. Shit, that's yeah. not fair, yo. That shit's not. That's petty, yo. It's petty. It's petty shit. <laughs> it's petty shit. That's We've petty. all listened to it and we're like, so you're dropping this win? No. So you've had it how long? Right. Like, eight years. And we dropped. Yeah. I mean, I know Big the day for a minute, but damn, like. No. The problem is this, though. The problem is this. If you do something like that, you have to have a follow up. Oh yeah, guaranteed. It's like a DJ. You we it's, it's, we talk about that. We we'll probably get to that question or something like that. But mm. it takes you have to have you have to be prepared. That's yeah. the number one thing as a DJ. Yeah. If you weren't prepared, you walk on that turntable and you get behind right. and you don't know what you're doing. You fucked. Right. 
And with big, it's such it's such it's so much history behind it, and, and you want to do it right. I mean, I had Big L in there, I had Big Pun, I got Big Jay Z, I got Nas, I got you know so many artists, Wu Tang, couple, and that and that album is like, but you have to come correct, right? For the next one, it has to be bigger. It's like watching a, a trilogy, and the first everybody talks about how oh yeah, the first one is better. Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful, right? To me, it's like as a DJ, you always want to do a night, and then the next night you're like. Nigga, I think I'm gonna play the same shit. Right. That's what y'all crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm coming on some crazy stuff and now y'all ain't gonna really understand. Right. And to me it's like I'm gonna do that. But mm-hmm. what time do I'm still I'm working on it though, part two. I, Once I finish part two, get part two done. Part two listen, it, it took me like at least like it took me to finish that album album. It took me about three months locked up in the house mm-hmm. and not leaving the house and doing it. Right. It's a lot of weed though. Yeah. It took a lot of weed yeah. and drinks. Yeah. I was locked in the house. Yeah. It was like jail. Right. I felt like I was in jail. Mm-hmm. Lucky enough, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I had a crib and I had to go to work, man. But it took me that much to actually put that in. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that Death of the Moment rap series I was Which talking about outside. Which is and, my favorite. And that one, that one I was telling y'all about the little skit. Yeah. Because I just like you know I came up with the idea because obviously I'm just tired of this mumble rap thing and I don't yeah. even think even should have a title. It should just be whack. I don't know why. Like again, we just called it whack. We ain't giving it a title. We get they we giving it life. And I was like, you know what? I don't like it. And I was like, I see all this source material online. I was like, I can sample and make a skit out of this. Mm-hmm. And, put, and I was like, you know what? And, and this would be a way for me to push this 90s stuff. Yeah. Written lyrics. Research. And, and so I can have a, 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 when you listening, it was like, okay, I can understand why he's saying that. Because mm-hmm. this, you know, they ain't, they ain't doing nothing but mumbling. But mm-hmm. the dudes he's playing, okay, I see. So every volume, it would get deeper and deeper and deeper. She would hit it now. <laughs> man, that shit had me dancing. Like, oh, come on. But yeah, and that, that was it. And then one I explained to you when I used the skit from uh, Minister Society. Yeah. It was just, that was the perfect one. Mm-hmm. And my last one. That's crap. Yeah, the last one, that was the one I did when we, we uh, I DJed uh, the industry exposure thing that we had. Okay. And I had a lot of people that was um, just giving me their music. I said, you know what, it's going to be my time to really right. try to propel past this little. Was that with DNA? Break we up. <clears throat> no, well, I think DNA was there. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Mm-hmm. He was there. Okay. And that's the Street thought Smart process. Sponsored that Street Smart magazine. And that's the thought process, though. Like, especially with you trying to push another level of having all the different MCs. <laughs> she's getting you. She's getting you. All the different MCs together on one tape, and that was the whole idea. Do you think that was the whole idea of kind of what we try to do? What we're trying to do with right. this podcast right. is bring you know old beats beats to life. And, and right. really and really push that into the perspective of, of bringing the city together in a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, that's that's big, man. I mean, yeah. Like I like I, like we you was talking about like that that, that biggie shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean when I when I, I I sat there that day one day and I was like, damn, I wonder if these guys could talk to each other again, Biggie and Pop. Right. And I wonder if, what what would it feel like to bring them back? Oh, what the would set? they say? What would they say? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I started going through their albums and their tracks and everything else, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I kind of and I and I looked into their personalities, not just the drug game and hustling and and on mentality or being a thug, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I put them in a scenario where they're actually two dudes sitting down in a room, like a club, a strip club or something. Right. But they mm-hmm. got girls in front of them dancing to each other. 
And at the same time, they're having a conversation with each other about another chick. <laughs> and the girls are in the strip club and they can look at them dancing and everything, but he's telling, Pockets telling him a story about this chick that did something to him. And Biggie's like, damn, bro, she really did that to you? And then Pockets like, yeah, man, she really, she tried to. She tried to do this to me and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. he's like, yo, son, I don't know what you got to do, but you got to do this. Mm-hmm. So that's the vision I saw, and that's what I put into that, that one of the tracks. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And when I do it, he says, So who is your favorite artist to spin? Like, I know you got, I can tell you. Yeah, what of, well, Sean, obviously Sean Price, that's right. a personal connection. But I love Uncle Murder. I like that hard street stuff. Right. So, uh, Right now, I'm listening. Well, Uncle Murder ain't really putting up for now new, new, but right, I'm no. listening to a lot of the older stuff. And um, this guy from Philly named AR Ab. Mm. Oh, AR Ab? I love oh, you know, that. I, like, I like that style of hip hop, but you know, the street stuff. AR Ab, No disrespect to AR Ab when he talking, he acting like he don't have it all together, but when he rhyming, it's like, mm-hmm. nigga, you got you, it. You know something. Like, yeah. yeah. One thing about rap I love about rap, like, you can sit back and think of one way about a person to you, him speak. Right. And and that's what made me like AR was I seen pictures of him, I said, yeah, he just looked like one of them little goons on the street. He probably ain't got no But you got bars. Yeah, when I listened to him one day, I came across him a dude in New York. Happened to put me on to him. Cat, he used to be a little Korean store. They used to sell bootleg CDs and stuff, and he used to always talk local, about local. AI. Huh? Was that local, local? It was somewhere in, on Fulton Street downtown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, um, what am I saying? They used to be inside, uh, you know where Albie, Albie Square Mall used to be? Yeah. Yeah, it used to be right outside Albie Square Mall. And um, every time I walk past, he's always mentioned ARS. So I started oh. listening to him and I'm like, yo, I like this nigga. And he's from Philly and Philly is almost like the forgotten city because, mm. you know, back in the day they had Steady B, Cool C, all them. So I was like, all right, they coming back up. That's I mean, a lyrical ass. Mm-hmm. That's you a can't front on Philly. Yeah. 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 You cannot front on Philly. No, you know, Philly we got family here, so. We do. Philly's lineage, though, just in music in general, yeah, not yeah. even just about music. Yeah. A lot general, of people forget about it. it like, it is, it is the, it's the Mecca. Come on now. At the well, end of the New day, York was the Mecca. New York uh, is the Mecca. Ain't no words. Yeah. New York New is always going to be the Mecca. It's of of hip hop. Yeah. In the, the, the year 4000 is going to be. The, the the right. Right. What y'all don't understand is Philly's still doing like a lot of showcases. Right. I do stuff with Vision. Mm-hmm. I do stuff with Vision and Chocolate Daryl Theater Vision. Mm-hmm. And it be packed out. Philly gets it. Oh, it's yeah, coming out like crazy. Philly gets yeah. 500, 400, 500 in there. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't see that here. You don't. You know, I wish they would bring back and I wish that someone would buy this building. I wish that we could bring back Hammerjacks. Because the building itself was huge. Well, what happened to that one place around the corner from City Hall? Um, Wait, you going to Canton? No, 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 no. It's um, the one. They used to have all the underground hip hop shit. Oh, I know you're talking about. Cross Street from one. Right there by the bridge. Yeah, right across um, from Club One. Well, they used to be Club, Club One. Club One is down the, up the street. Up the up street. It used to be up the street. That's where all the Ravens used to be at. Right, it's, it's like down the, the street. And there's a little parking garage. Right. Sonar, was it? Sonar. Sonar, right? Sonar. Sonar. Right, exactly. It never reminded me of a spot that used to be. You know, seven years ago, I actually opened for AZ. Wow. At that time frame. See, right there, you can get up close and personal with the artist. You're right there because it's yeah. so small. It's so small, yeah. right? Yeah. In fact, and it's funny because I used to be in Brownsville all the time. My son, when my son used to come in New York, he mm-hmm. went to a karate school with Sean Price's son. Oh, wow. And I used to always want to meet Sean Price, but the only time I actually got to see him was 
down here. That's so how they did. Yeah, and it, that's how that's how, and we connected because we actually got outside. I took a picture with him. We got to talk. And we know some of the same people. And he was like, nigga, why you ain't never posted before? I said, dude, you look like the Hulk coming out on stage. Because you on, you grabbing the mic and you doing your thing. And I'm just starstruck. Yeah. And I'm like, and then this Brownsville, you can't, I ain't running up on you. Yeah. I ain't trying to get nah. shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how Brownsville get down. And I was like, and, and you know, I was hanging up there. I was like, I ain't want to just approach you no any kind of way. And, and you looking at me like, oh, you just a fan. Mm-hmm. I am a fan. But nigga, like, you know what I mean? I, I really fuck with your shit. Like, I fuck with you right. all the way right. back. I was spitting verses, and he was like, damn, I forgot that shit. <laughs> like, this nigga would block you on, he used to block people on Instagram and Facebook all mm. the time in MySpace. My bad. Mm. This was MySpace spot. Mm. This, for whatever reason, he never blocked me. I'm talking about he would block people in the industry that was known. Mm. Record execs and all them. This dude, I would wear a little Decepticon hat, and he'd come through, yo, nice hat, bro. And he'd give me a little thumbs up emoji, and I'm like, oh, yo, yo, Sean, this ain't going on. I'll come back all smooth, yo. Good looking, yo. I get this. You know what I'm talking about? I get it from y'all, Decep. Decep for life. What's the flavor? That's the, that's the thing Decep's to say. I'm right. What's the flavor? Decep for life. And he'd be like, all right, what's up? This, what's up? This, what's up? And then, you know, then when that shit happened when he passed, that shit hurt. Mm. That shit hurt. Yeah. It burnt us. Hole in my soul, bro. I'm like, I can't believe it. Not this one. Yeah. I am. We and we definitely, I think, in the last few years, have lost a lot, a lot of, of people. Greats. We are losing greats like nobody's business. Now, all of a sudden, everybody want to start checking for their music. Same thing with Prodigy. But you, but you, you look. Big said it best. You know, I until somebody kills you, or you die. Yeah. Period. And it's funny because a lot of shit. Like I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm real cool with um with the nigga Prophet. Um, I, got a, I got an interview with him coming up pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, Prophet. Um, he got a lot of unreleased stuff from Sean Price and Prodigy. That's Zay. Zay and Prophet. That, that's how I met Prophet. Zay is like Prophet, like real close homeboy. So, uh, Prophet birthday party, he had a birthday bash. And Zay brought me there. I got to meet Prophet. I got to meet all these other motherfuckers. And I met shit. them at the Black Hole. Yeah, these oh, motherfuckers. Wow. Guess what? Come to find out, like, right after me. Prodigy right. died, I found out that Prodigy did a video with Prophet here. Yeah, yeah. They did a lot of stuff. He did a lot of stuff with Styles P. I was yeah. like, that's he did a whole mixtape. He produced the whole mixtape. He, he, mix did, he did the whole mixtape for Styles P. I love it, and it's banging. Like that's a he's another producer. I'm surprised he wasn't on your list. Like, did you know what I mean? The Prophet was he on that list? No, the Prophet was only three. It was only what three people on that list, right? See, like there's only three people involved. But see, that's fucked up. Right? Fucking, I don't even want to do this again. It's gonna piss me off. I know it's an art to that too, right? Here's my thing, because I'm just thinking to myself like this, like, even, granted, whatever that is, once again, just to let you know, well, you know, because we just, we both ain't know about the shit, I didn't know the shit even existed, I had no idea about a list, I had no idea about a fucking awards or nothing going on. Right, because you know what, and and then shout out to Charm City Direct, because they are... Uh, nominated for best radio show of the year. Okay. So you know, and it's there but are even, a lot of nominations. But even so, just, but even so, I get that. But hey, that's what I'm thinking. How the fuck do I even know about it? Like, where were you? Where was? Listen, where did this shit start? It's only right. three being in. in they do even with social media. It's like certain stuff from Baltimore. They don't even post. Like, did y'all ever notice that uh, a couple weeks ago they had this thing on North and Bentonville where they wanted all the artists to come to together? The they do the picture. Yeah, I mm-hmm. found out about that uh, the night before. Mm-hmm. What? what? I knew I knew it a couple of days before. Yeah, I somebody I forgot the girl's name. I'm a friend of hers. I forgot it. I can't even pronounce her name right. Did Singleton tell me? I think Singleton told me. Uh, I think yeah, I think my girl Singleton told me about it. But yeah, no. But they, they posted on Facebook, so no. I was gonna try to get there before my podcast, but I yeah. was running late so I couldn't make it. I didn't need an artist. 
Right. And I'm like, shit, I'm part of the hip hop community. What, be there? Fuck it. I want to be there. I want to see this. I remember when they did it in New York. They did it in Harlem. Yeah. Made everybody come together. Mm. A big group of them. It was like, all right, I understand. And, and theirs was right off of where the Harlem Renaissance started. So it was like in front of Langston Hughes' um, right. apartment, which is epic and dope. So yeah, like, fuck it. <laughs> which is one of the things. Stuff like this, like, I don't know. know it's right. like, like, who's leading? Is the blind leading the deaf? Basically. Mm. That's exactly what it is. Like, like, who's leading? Because I hear a lot of names pop up. Like, I speak with my girl because she's been doing this longer than I have in mm. Baltimore. So she knows certain people, like, mm. like Frank Johnson. Mm. And they say he's like the Diddy of Baltimore. But I'm like, okay, but I don't hear about any events that Frank is doing. Mm. I'm, of, I'm, I'm, I'm his friend on Instagram and Facebook and I check his stuff all the time. So right. it's like, what are they doing? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what they're doing. Right. I don't know what so they're like doing. Everybody wants to be individual. And just take as much money in and don't give none about the craft. Right. Well, see, this well you know, I actually told that to Tony Austin one time. I think I made an enemy out of Tony. Oh, I didn't mean oh, to. Shit. You oh, remember shit. when Tony Austin yeah. um, put out that Gangster Grills? Yeah. And I used to work across the street at Hustle Club. So I came over one time and, uh, what's the porn star? Cherokee King. I just wanted to see Cherokee. How many fucking times has Cherokee come? But up? she come a lot. Oh, oh, oh. How many times has she come? I wanted to see face. So, um, and I know Pinky. Yeah, okay. Uh, Pinky was in there that night, so Pinky was like, yo, you come down there with me, I'm going to introduce you to mm -hmm. him. Me and Pinky are cool, and mm -hmm. we met each other off of Facebook and MySpace, just mm -hmm. talking. And I ain't never tried to fuck her. Matter of fact, we used to argue, because I used to always bark on the niggas that used to come through, talking about, oh, you so sexy, blah, 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 then me and her get the argument. <laughs> but she said I was hating. And I'm like, yo, they oh, just got finished wagging on to your video. What they talking about? <laughs> like, uh, I did too, but I ain't going to get over here talking about her. Uh, talking about the sexy thing about her. So we start arguing, and when this particular day, she came down um, our hustle club. And she, she actually came in there and cussing, cussing, cussing me out. I remember, because I probably was in the She was like, yo, we got your chance, nigga, bitch, you're back. They coming around there like, yo, Pinky is around there cussing me out. I said, who? Pinky, I said, we ain't got no girl named Pinky. They said, no, the porn star. You know her? And I was like, she's having me right now. She ready to call the cussing you out at the, uh, you come to hustle, it's like, you got the register right there, you got to pay the right there. She cussed me out to the girl, and I come around the corner, there's that bitch ass nigga right there. I said, oh my god, yo, why you cussing me out? So she started laughing, I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. She gave me a hug, we get her and, uh, and Buffy the body. Okay. Buffy mm -hmm. was with her, they went out with some dudes. Went to Cheesecake Factory, dudes must have been some cheap niggas and they left them. Yeah, so they came right up to 2 o'clock though, because Cherokee was Yo, I had never <laughs> Yo, they left the niggas in the yeah, Cheesecake Factory. That's funny as shit. They left them niggas in there. That's true. Oh, yeah. telling me about it. So she was like, yo, we can go across street, my girl over there. And I'm like, who? She's like, Cherokee. I'm like, fuck. I'm going to go over there. So I guess over there, Tony talk, Tony's in there. I ain't even talking about, you know, the girls, whatever. So I said, uh, what did I say to him? I said, you put out that gangster girl's joint, right? So he was like, yeah, you like it? I was like, no, not really. I said, you're not a rapper, dude. You're like a record executive. You're like Kevin Lyles. Why don't you back rappers in Baltimore that's doing their thing mm -hmm. instead of trying to rap yourself? And he looked at me. I was like, Makes sense. this thing going to put me out this motherfucking club. But he never put me out, but he gave me this real dirty look. Yeah. But I, I was telling the truth, dude, you're a businessman. You're not a rapper. And at the time, I think Boss Man was popping at the mm -hmm. time. And who else? And Scar Eyeball. Because this is what I told him. I said, why don't you do a Gangsta Girls and have it like uh, Scar and Eyeball Scar and, um, and, and, and Boss, Boss Man, Man on there together. Yeah. And you sponsor it. Mm -hmm. And you push it. Because you're trying to push yourself. Plus, at the time, my girl was working for Atlantic Records. So they were trying to push the mixtape. I was going to New York. Nobody wanted to mess with it. The only reason they messed with it, because he had Gucci Man on there. Mm. He might have had Yo Gotti on there. Mm. And they, they recognized their names. Nobody knew who Tony Austin was. Mm -hmm. So right. I had to, had to sell him. 
right. had to basically sell a CD. And by the time I told him who Tony was, motherfucker, go in his pocket. I'm like, no, no, it's free. Yeah. Take the CD, just check it out. I just want you to know who he is. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And shout, out, like, shout, out, like, shout out to Scott Aqua because I think he just had a new project to drop yeah, he did, he did. recently. And um, Boss Man just came up with something too. Didn't yeah, Boss Man what? just came up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boss Man was always, and I'm glad we're recording this because Boss Man has always been one of them. I, I, I think maybe I'm going far fetched to say. He, he can be on level with Jadakus. Yes. The way he spits. He spit he he spits. His oh I know how he sounds on the mic, because you gotta think about this what makes you more artist now. but it's where Baltimore. Yeah. That right there. Yeah. I knew, you know what you know what the crazy the craziest connection so, to that man. is? I knew his grandmother. I knew I knew Bossman's grandmother because I used to do her deposits when I worked at the bank. Wow! And like she would wow. come in all the time, and we—I remember at one point we tried to push music to her, and I mean, we didn't do it disrespectfully, but she definitely, yeah. you know, she gave it to him or whatever. And you know, nothing really came out of that. But, but I don't understand. Like he—he he was on Hot ninety seven one time, spitting with uh, one of them Dipset dudes. Um, I don't know if it was a uh, one, one. I don't want to call them off brand because they know. Well, well, not more or less unknown. See, my thing is the J.R. Wright, I think. Oh yeah, and yeah. J.R. Wright is nice. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. yeah, but 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 boss man murdered the whole right. freestyle. Yeah, and I'm like he from Baltimore. Give See, me my right. thing is this, right? You if you look at the industry right now, right? You're not making how, how people making money in the industry. Show, 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 endorsements and the sh- endorsements, right? But the question is, what endorsements gonna endorse you if they know they're gonna make money off you? They gotta find a way to make money off you. How they gonna make money off you through the hood? That's the only way. Who yeah. they buying this music though? But they buy. The that's what the endorsements coming. Shit. Like I'm surprised Nike ain't never endorsed uh, Wale when he was phone pies the king at one point. Wasn't he? But he was coming out with phone pies that they didn't even know. And, and two, a Nike two years later, not just that. Wale's just an all-around shoe connoisseur. There's a lot of rappers that's that's in the no. shoe, but Wale. I was, I was I checking Wale's Instagram to see what he had on his feet. Nah, nigga, I'm grown man. When I'm checking Wale's, I'm a grown man. Uh, I, I was I wore a lot of phone passes at the time. Right. So I was like, yo, like yeah, he was, New York Knicks phone passes a year before they came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm talking about all them shit that was dropping right. With, like I'm talking about literally, like it's, I, I I was born and sold for a living. I'm a shoe connoisseur, so it's right. like so you know Wale was a person who I would who I would listen. To, I actually liked his music back. I actually fuck with Wale. I like his music before he got with Rick Ross. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I'm talking about the the, 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 the dance Wale. You feel me? The right. back in the day, like that's real shit. Because before he got legendary. Yes. I love like, that song. You feel me? That was play. Play. That's the shit. He, he used to mention shoes, just name it, and then we like it. We know what them are. We know what them. I think it's so. To me, it's so far. How far? There's so far that uh, industry. Of like Coca Cola or phone parts or Nike that will take you. Right. Yeah. It's you have to do something with the music. I think Boss Man is nice, but you gotta look at the industry right now. We're looking at a place where the only thing that sells right now is like country music and house music and EDM and a whole bunch of bullshit that makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you say shows, but what people don't know is the right these places the that shows now. right are locked down. There's places in DC right now that shut down for like house music and like, uh, and like freaking like that holds ten thousand like people in there. That record right. labels are shut it down. They buy the slots, right? So they have the dates. So you can't even get in. So there's too many of us to even think that you're gonna get a five minute of a show in there. Mm-hmm. If you try to divide an artist out there for that, so the question is that you have to look at your craft and take what you have. 
and try to disperse it to almost everybody and still be you. Right. And that don't happen. If that don't happen, that's what we have from the old 90s. That's why we still stuck on that bullshit. It's fucked up. I'm, I can't I can't just keep listening to shit about niggas talking about your hood and you got a gun and you got a car and mm-hmm. you got money and your hood. Smoke weed, fuck bitches. Smoke weed, fuck bitches. Cool, <laughs> I get it. Enlighten my ass. Yeah. Teach but just say, me. Teach me. T- like, 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 comment. Teach yeah. me how to talk to her. I couldn't be a nigga because I nigga teach I'm me how to talk to a girl. Yeah, right. that's true. Listen, I done been broke so long time. I need a rapper talking about being broke, bro. Right. That's why I like Sean Price so much. Remember the song he had called "Broke as Rapper"? You know, right, right. That song and what he said in that song resonated me to this <laughs> day because I can understand how he did. And like I talked to people in the industry, I'm like, this nigga got a four dollar royalty check. He's like, oh, that's common. He he uh, he got four. He like he got four. I got I got one that was one twenty five. I'm like, what? Yeah. And he's like, yo, he's spitting real shit. Now I listen to it, and I'm like, yo, like I can relate to being broke and doing what you gotta do to get bread to feed your family. Right, so right. rappers always talking about like I always said, if I could rap, I would be I would be me. Mm-hmm. I would talk about getting up in the morning, arguing with my girl, fussing at my kids and leave out to go to school just right. so I can sleep for the day and then get that's up and I gotta go to Nobody talks about that shit right here. Right. Like, I, I don't do that. Right. I'm gonna be real with you. I like Rick Ross, but the one thing I hate about Rick Ross, he always bragging about Maybacks and money and all. Dude, right. like nigga, I had that on TV. We don't have it. Imagine he even took it. Let's talk about a different story. What if he took us to another level? What if he challenged us? What if Rick Ross actually taught us? You know what? I'm I'm fucking I, 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 I will buy two CDs, yeah. a double CD. Exactly. Right. And I will have it just because. Exactly. First of all, I'm going to listen to that song later. I'm like, what's your agenda? Right. All right, but I still like it. Right? Like, I, really? I, I, don't you know that? I don't know where you're coming from. Right. So, like, did you write this? And then you went from a CO to a passionate. Did you write this? Like, did somebody else? And then I'd be like, you know what? I kind of fuck with that nigga on the low. I and I like it too, but I just feel like on the point where I might have to buy that CD. Dude, I'll buy the record. The most amount of money I ever had at one time was fifty thousand. Which record? Because the only album from Ross that I bought was Port of Miami. Me too. Right. No, but again, that's the first one, last one I bought. But that's the only CD that I still listen to. I can't even remember the name. Matter of fact, I'm gonna let you know right now. I got it on here. That's the only. It's a mixtape that he came out with that actually shocked me, right? Which one? I'm waiting. It was like right almost now. four years. I'm like gonna track. I'm gonna let you know right now. I, I saw nobody know. off the other album. Nobody. I fucked right. with that track. It's tough. Paradise City. I like that. I mean, this. But what if you kept making your music like that? Yeah, the Rich Forever mixtape. Oh yeah, right. oh, yeah, I love yeah, 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 right. that. That was that was a he had a song right. with Nas that was so wrong. Yeah. Right, I remember that. I love that song to this day. That it shit. was probably better because that meant Nas didn't pick the beat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it was he went in, and yeah. I was shocked. I yeah. said, "What the fuck is this nigga doing?" But it's, it's, somebody it's told different. him I don't like him because then I like him. Like, it's, it's different though because the '90s situation had it where there were artists that you. You loved and you take it back to Big. Big gave you a whole story for him to be so young, but a whole story that from beginning to end gave you the birth, the life. I want to kill fucking bitches, the drug game, and I want to kill myself. Like everything. And that shocked me too because the only other artist I ever heard talk about killing himself was Scarface. Right. 
So here, a black dude in the hood, you know, you never hear nobody talking about killing himself. Right. And then listening to Biggie go into detail. And right. And I'm like, like no, I feel like moment. this. I've been there at the moments. Right. I've been in every single moment that he mentioned. I'm mm -hmm. like, it was scary because right. that's taboo. Yeah. So to hear him talk about it on the record. Did you know that track Paradise Lost? Off of um, Mastermind? Paradise City. And it's like it's like the Miami port and it drops off. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I know he didn't write that. I know you don't think he wrote that one? I, I know I'm happy to go back and listen to that. I, I'm telling you, I know for a fact he didn't write that. I mean, it's because possible. Lyrics, got, got but that is the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, if he kept putting more stuff out there like that. I just okay. want the honest to be this fight. Because if you understood what he was saying in there, yeah. and you listened to him, I was yeah, like, you have me go back and throw it down. I'm telling you, that's not him, right? That's not him rapping that. You're right. See, and then you gotta also think that, like I said earlier, music is powerful. It is. The stuff that they talking about now is shaping a, a whole other generation. generation. So if you got that, and that's why I always touch back on the 90s, because you had your drug dealer rappers, you had your gangster rappers, but you had your rappers that were just party rappers. Real. That's why I like Chief Death was one of them. Yeah, that's another rapper that did that one song called, um, I can't remember the name of the song. I mean, oh, I'll yeah, get Max Philly. Yeah. Oh, whatever it was, he made me uh, depressed at the end of the song because he had a bad in the song. Yeah. I'm like, damn. The but I can, I can relate to the uh, moments. Was it no, it wasn't special delivery. Nah. No, it wasn't special delivery. Special delivery was fire. Yeah. I actually like it. It was because of the beat, though. I'm Pretty trying to remember the name of the song. That beat song. Because he really say nothing like crazy on that. Right. My, let me see. I, I love G Depp. G Depp was great. And then. You know who I fuck with though, for real, and it was—it's odd in, in that whole bad boy camp. Shine, um, shine. yeah, shine. yeah, yeah. It's awesome. it, it funny because I knew about Shine before he came out. Mm -hmm. So when he came out, I tried not to listen to him because they kept on comparing him to Big, and I was like, "Hey, right. fucking with this nigga." Then he came out with some video, the one where he had the um, was it Bougie Bad on there? Oh, Bougie Bad. Yeah, 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 I saw the video and I listened to the song. Tally, I said, you know what? This is hot right here. And it ain't, he don't sound nothing like Biggie. And I went and I ended up buying a CD. That's the dust. I, I yeah. love that. That was a fire. Track. And that nigga made me go buy a pair of Coogee jeans. Because <laughs> he's the first nigga I ever saw Coogee jeans. But why can't we have more artists talk about shit and still make it fire like that? Because the industry want their yeah. sip and lean But guess what, though? But guess what, though? Guess what, though? We did have the, the futures in it back then. We the two live crew, right? We have a two live crew too. Yeah, yeah. The strippers. We had your two live crew. You even had Busta Rhymes. You had the Busta Rhymes. You had the party. Where it was all just party. Just party, right? And Missy Elliott and all that crap. Right. And then you had like the gangster rappers too. Though. Basically, what you're saying it was a category for rap and niggas. New categories. Everybody was in their lane. Everybody knew they had a different. You stayed in your lane. It was all respect. Respect. You could buy a mixtape and hear all that shit on there, and it was tight. Right. And you knew what's up. That's what I want to bring back. It's funny. The mixtape that was recently bring back. The mixtape that was recently recently listening to was the um the Funk Master Flex Volume One and Two. I just recently went through and I was like, yo, almost made me forget that past when he killed that joint. Right. Right. Because he was going in on Rock the Bells. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Bells, he, right. he's, he's when we I all know, know, Jesse Jeff did it. We all know Jesse Jeff is the best thing, but yo, he had DJ he had Jesse the whole Jeff. firm on there. No, Spicy, like, AC, Kim was on there. Like it was well, so. Many I have to say that first before you say. It. What's that? <laughs> What's that? Jesse Jeff is the shit. Yeah, yeah. But you know who we learned from, right? Who? Cash Money, DJ Cash Money. Yeah. A lot of people forget him. That's true. And they because of the name. 
When he said cash money, first thing you think of is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah. Right. He took he took his um he took the crowd to another level. That transformed yeah. it. He, he took it to he another level. And he still uh, DJs to this day. Ooh, to this no. day. Um, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I follow him heavy on Instagram. Yep. You see that? You see that on Boiler Room joint? No, he did. I heard really? about that though. That's I heard so about crazy. that. It's funny that you brought that up because somebody else said like, it to me too. And and that's the thing about DJing is like he changed so much moods in that. Mm-hmm. See, my thing about DJing is that like I like to play music, not just to play it, but I play it to make you listen to it mm-hmm. and enjoy it. We set and the tone, but as you but but as you, but as you right. keep listening to it, I'm gonna take your heart from your chest. And then when I take your heart out of your chest and it's still beating in my hand, I'm going to look at it and put it in my pocket. And once in a while, you dancing and you chilling, I'm going to tap you on your shoulder and be like, come back and look at it. Because mm-hmm. I got it in my pocket. And I control it. And that, that, that two-hour set he did, he did that for everybody in the club. Because mm-hmm. he dropped the tempo from like 100 to like 66 and kept going back and forth in like less than span of two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, bro. You, you're wilding right now. Listen, <laughs> and you love the crap. I had an argument with the owner of the strip club that I work at because he don't like us to play hip hop. What? And it, listen, I, one particular night, I, I just said, I, if I'm fine losing my job, I'm losing my job. I'm mm-hmm. going in tonight because it was a lot of money in there. Mm-hmm. Everybody was feeling themselves. So I said, oh, I'm going to make y'all feel yourself. Mm. I had white boys walking around. Doing, I'll never forget this white boy was like this. On oh, some <laughs> shit, I was playing Panda. This one, Panda was hot. I don't like it. I don't like the song, yeah. But I set the tone that night. Right? Yeah. I played because when you're the DJ, you like you said, you set the mood. You could be in the strip club and you could play some boring music. I don't give a shit if the girl hot or not. Yeah. But yeah, but if you got some good music going and the chick is hot, they tripping. They really gonna spend some money. They, they gonna spend money to us. They gonna spend money like crazy. But if like you, you set the tone, you I set the tone for the everybody attitude, like you said. Because they everybody everybody attitude got in that night. I own y'all. Right. Right. It was funny. You met a set one day, and that was the day I came in there with Ray, and one of the girls was dancing to some Nicki, and it was something that really wouldn't get got played any other time. And I'm sitting there like, this shit is awesome. <laughs> like, Cause we it, know music. If we can feel it, we know you're going to feel it. Right, right, so what right. we do, we test it. Yep. And I do a lot of testing. I got girls that listen to EDM, rock, this, that, and the third. And like, I got a rock girl. It's a group called, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of it because the song is called Whore. Mm-hmm. But the girl, the way she sings this song, mm-hmm. you believe she's a whore, but the way she sings it, <laughs> I can't be your whore! I mean, she's screaming at you, but right. the song, is, and this is a rock song. Yeah. Right. The, the, the music is, is, is up tempo on me, and she going in. And then it's, it's a part where the beat stops, and she just go in. Mm-hmm. And then the beat drop back in. And mm-hmm. it's like, yo, it's a rock song, but it'll make you bob your fucking head. Right. And I can do that and blend in some hip hop with some R&B. Mm-hmm. I found a version of Wild Thoughts with uh, your boy uh, Trey Songs and, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I played that at work one day. Right. Fucked everybody's heads up. Mm-hmm. Where you get this from? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I ain't never tell you. Oh, no. Did you hear the mix though? I think it's. I want to say it's either. I think it's Tory Lanez and um, Trey Songs. No, 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 there's another one where it's. Uh, I want to say it's Bryce and Tiller and Fabulous called Wild Thoughts. I'm glad you told me that. I'm and for that. It's, Wild it's, it's called yeah. Wild Thoughts, and it's on um, it's on SoundCloud. That's where I got Wild Thoughts. I want to say it's either it's either him or Bryson Tiller, but it's one of the two. But it's fabulous on there too, and it's called Wild Thoughts. I heard that. That's, that's heard my heard shit. Wild yeah, Wild I heard I'm glad you told me. I was like, because I'm a bad man. Y'all So let's watch it. It fucked everybody in the club up because they was thinking it was gonna be Rihanna coming in. They was like, 
Yo, we, I had people, customers walking up to me. Like, I'm gonna be listening to bitches on stage. Why y'all asking me about that? Yo, can you play that song again? I just played it. Yo, can you play it? <laughs> <laughs> I know I usually don't take that on but I'll play this song again because the song is kind of tight. So, look, last Man, question. We're going to wrap it up real quick. Last question. Why do you guys feel that DJs aren't getting the respect that they deserve and that they are not elevated in the rest of the craft like every, like they should be? You take, you take that. Mm. I got, it's I a good got, question. I, I know I made that one. I got a simple answer. I couldn't tell you why. I think I got an answer. I couldn't tell you why. I mean, we need to get back to the forefront. I mean, because I mean, it's sure. back in the days. That's how record, you know artists got hurt. And right, records got hurt. I mean, we could we controlled that too. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you was hot and your record was hot, we gonna play it. I mean, nowadays it's, they get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Go figure. I say that because what I just told y'all. Yeah, right. What I mean, but right. these record companies will come in and, and pay. The radio stations just to play these songs, and that's not mm-hmm. fair. And keeping a heavy rotation, right? So, right. so those DJs don't really get no real credit for it because they're working for somebody else, right? So when you play what you want to play and it's hot, mm-hmm. like so, I, like I tell people when I meet them on the street, like I said, I, I put if, if, yo, just come at me with something that you know you know me, mm-hmm. you know the type of guys to do. If you made me buy my end, I'm fucking with you, right? If you gonna make me go sell my house to. To give you an advance, oh, I'm fucking with you. Yeah, that's all <laughs> right. I know I'm gonna get ten times back. Yeah, I mean, and I, I support you, like you know. I hope you blow. That's you blow, you go blow. Because yeah. my money yeah. gonna come back. Right. I'm gonna make you win. Right, right. I'm that's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Let's go ahead. That's real shit. But I gotta believe it though. But you know that the origins of all this hip hop stuff came from us. We can't. Right. We can't make somebody else believe it if we don't believe yeah, the it. The rappers came in just to give us a break. Right. That's literally what it was. They talked about it and they talk. Technically, that's what it was. And they started getting slick because they saw that we was getting all the attention. So they started saying some little slick stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when, you know, and they so, started getting shot. So what was that question again? So the question would be, why do you feel that DJing is not getting the respect that it deserves in the culture? So my answer is, is very simple. Technology. You believe it's fucked up. Average. Technology. Mm-hmm. A lot of people out there think they're the DJs now. Mm-hmm. It's not just yes. the radio. It's not just the radio getting paid about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's watered down. But wouldn't it be the same thing for rappers then? At the same time? Um. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the thing is, is a level to it mm-hmm. because, like he said before, um, DJ Bishop said, mm-hmm. um, the music is sent to us and we send it to like a mass. Right. So it's like, and then we're the other mass that's from the labels, and then there's another higher authority from like the giant freaking um, BMG or something like that that's that, 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 that's giant in that you know what I'm saying so like in this coast and stuff but it's like we are the next level that pushes out to the max remember right. record so, pools right, pool, day, right nigga we, we get like three, three months. months we get three months to have the I had Biggie's um, joints on the white label white label right white label you know what I'm talking about so we and they asked us the red pools and you know then the radio station would get to because the we Build up the momentum on the streets. Oh yeah, Kyle was it heard on the streets. Ron G, King Capri, and all them niggas make tapes. You needed to go a specific DJ mixtape CD to have that track. Thank you. You couldn't. Even until this day, that like you said, like that Funk Flex, that Cash Money song. Um, um, there's a song on that Funk Flex Tunnel album that it was only on that record. 
Yes. You know, I had to yeah, really yeah, include my brother and my cousin about that because the Wu album just came out. Ah, and I, I said, yo, album. I said, yo, I'm putting these. So I said, I'm, I'm, I said, exactly. I'm, I'm holding off on this album because I'm putting songs on it. So Justin, no. If I buy the Wu album, I don't want to hear it on it. I said, dude, I'm taking it back to that old feel of if the exactly. album is out, the hottest track on there, I'm putting it right there. Right. I feel the hottest track right. on my mixtape. My, my, I put the mixtape. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm listening, if I. Yeah, Tony, Tony DJ Tony Touch. Yeah, See, I'm a, I'm a DJ that like to listen to a lot of scratching and mixing. Yeah. Right. Tony Touch did a lot of that. So if I look on a playlist and Tony, Tony Touch got cream on there, I already know Tony Touch style. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to hear how this nigga gonna fuck this exactly. It's gonna be so. Cool, I right? bought the CD. So just different version. I still had um, went into the chambers in the house. I still listen to Cream, but I want to hear what Tony Touch gonna do. Let's do it. Because I know we gonna fuck exactly. And it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be crazy. That's why I bought that record. And that's like the Fantastic Four. Like, there's no way else you can get it. I mean, it, it, it's serious. So, mm-hmm. when you go back to it, technology fucks it up. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think they DJs now. Mm-hmm. They think that if you just have the music, and there's a lot of more music out there now. Right. And a lot of artists are putting a ton of music out every week. Yeah. Facts. So, facts. So, it's kind of like all they do is play a lot of the new stuff, and they think that's it. That's just DJing. Yeah. But what they don't know is that I'm a person that I can go to the owner and tell him, listen, I can make you money. Right. I know when to send the right crowd to the bar and send the right crowd to the dance floor mm-hmm. and the right crowd to do what you want a, a, a kickstand. How about that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I can make them do what I wanted to do. Right. So it's like, but everybody else think they DJs now. Mm-hmm. And that's no, no disrespect to have a Serato turntable and everything else. Mm-hmm. But take a look at some great ones. Like, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I took every single one of this down. And I added mine to it. And that's what you do. And, and that's, that's even, what I did. I'm going to take everything what you have. And look, and that's even with being an MC. Like, as an not MC, doing that, you, you do that. You, you, you perfect that craft by looking at other MCs and saying, okay, damn, they're dope in this way. Or I like this type of cadence. Uh, yeah. Or I do this and I bring it into my craft. But you have so many people, as you said before, that want to create that yeah. and not brand it on your own. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then the labels yeah. ain't helping because nah. you got future. So then you got... Designer who sound like future. Yo, put them record out. You sound just like put it out. Right. And he blowing. I'm not playing that shit. I'm not. But, but you get what I'm saying. It's, it's a quick come up for them. It's a quick, right. He ain't gonna be next year. We ain't gonna. If we say designer, we gonna think you're talking about a clothing company because you know what I'm saying. He ain't gonna right. think about the rap. And, and you know what's surprisingly, he actually had another album come out. Yeah, somebody else. I didn't say it was great. That's all the bullshit. Technology. He shot and shot. This is the last thing about technology. Right. The last thing about technology about it is that. Now it's been watered down so much that the DJ money is worth nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like if we worth nothing, why would I want to DJ there? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have somebody else come in and play Bryson and tell us shit, mm-hmm. and play all some new stuff, play some rah rahs and like all these other joints, and then some some Kodak Black and mm-hmm. Buddha, and Buddha, and all that. And they like all right, you got a good night, decent night. We make some money, I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's what I care about. Okay. Or we could take it to a place where it's elevated. And then all the other record companies are scared of us now. Right. The country music. Yeah. The country music and the and then the freaking because that's how it used to be. When like boy uh, uh new kids on a block and, and Kenny Rogers and all of them was on the radio and then mm-hmm. hip hop just stepped out of nowhere and like move over. Right. And but yeah. you see how everybody's taking like, our art form now. Because yeah. even country music. Got sort of a hip hop twist on it. You got Taylor yeah. Swift making R and B slash. Right. You know how much she's selling the year. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry. 
ridiculous. You get a rap on, on your track. But but this is the math though. If you look at the math, the math is like this. The demographics is like we're not making that much money in the hood, so we're not gonna buy it. But what you don't know is those Kitty Perry, Kitty Perry CDs are selling in like targets mm -hmm. in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. they're buying. We are downloading. These fans are downloading from like that piff and all that shit for free. Mm -hmm. So the money's going back to the industry, right? And they're making more money back, and they're gonna put more crap out, and they're gonna do it, and they're gonna build this shit. Right. And we can't put nothing back because we're not having that quality mm -hmm. and respect. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Right. So where do you see the art form in the next few years? Do you think it is going to it's going to thrive, or will it not survive the next the next wave or whatever's going to happen? Well, I said this to Obstacle couple a couple of months ago in a year. It's going to take like the people on top to be the Martin Luther Kings mm -hmm. and the Malcolm X of the game. Right, another public enemy, basically. Yeah, gonna have to find a way to not just come out and send out subliminal messages about, like Jay Z said, how to make his money and flip, the, flip the painting on the wall and all mm -hmm. that. It's mm -hmm. gonna take you teaching the hood the mathematics right. and teaching us how to make a lot of money in different ways in the stock world and in the business world and how to and make do the same thing they do and make us better. Yeah. And for us to make more money to buy our stuff. But while they're teaching it though, other people gonna buy it and they still make money off of that. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna be back in the system again. Because right. that's what Big and them did and all the other cats. Right. It has to be like it's a destroy and rebuild. And you destroy, it has to but the rebuild part hasn't happened yet. Right. So like, we're in the destroy stage. We're still in construction. That's why I do what I do because I miss that old feel. Like yeah. if an album is say Mar D. Let's say Mark Deep Murder Music, the, the, the buzz for that was crazy. Mm. So if Clue, and Clue didn't really do too much scratching. No, music. no. If Clue had an exclusive song off that album, I broke my neck because, oh, Clue got, I, no, Clue mm. got the exclusive. Thank you. Mark Deep going to be on there. Mm. I, I, I would break my neck to mm. get it. Thank you. But you also remember that. But it has to be, a, and he has to be signed under a new black label. Yeah. And that black label is going to be a company that sells a giant food stores, but it's on black company, and that does something like that. And it's gotta be a chain that keeps on going on for us to explode. For that, I think we will blow up and take it to another level, not just make money because it's just music. Right. I'm talking about make money, like, and just explode a whole craft and everything else with it. Because the math is already done before. But you know what? I noticed a certain the demographics too, meaning like, in the U.S., it's not big, but you know it's a lot. Jesse Jeff and all them go overseas and they and killing it. it. These motherfuckers make a, a one show. He got enough to buy a mansion, sit back and relax. So, and they got to do another show. So you right? know why this? I know this. I wish I. I can't wait. I'm gonna tell you know why. You know why? I changed what I said. Let me tell you this because right. a lot of people know this, and some people don't know it. It's because of the technology. Once again, mm -hmm. you know you can't get a lot of music from YouTube and stuff outside the country, right? Because the company. Not everything you can Copyright, get out of right. Not even that. The go the government shuts it down. Mm -hmm. You can't tap. Yeah, I know because I travel outside. Mm -hmm. So not everything you can tap into the internet you can get from outside of this right. country. Right. right. So they don't have a lot of new stuff out there like they do out here. We have. Which so makes sense. Exactly. So exactly. So it's kind of like the mixtapes now for them. 
So for me to still stuff to like DJ Black or DJ Pepsi and Ghana or something like that, it's cracked to love it. Because it's what? Like, yeah, it's new, dude. It's new. But it's really good cool that, right? Exactly. I just got on the Uncle Murder, like I said, I was listening to him heavy. It's funny because it's a skit on there. Mm. But this African dude was like, um, digging up Uncle Murder to my um they love you in Africa. My grandmother played you in Africa. Oh, they love you. It's my homeboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, no. Yeah. But you got to think about what he just said. Yeah. Right? He in Africa. And you know, them dudes, you know, they, they listen to hip hop too. So yeah. they take it serious. You know what I'm saying? Like Afro beats do is to go. They make dumb crazy money. money. It's a whole yeah. different level. See, and that's what they're doing now. But they are keeping their money and their work and everything else in a circle mm -hmm. where they know that, like, well, Y'all not gonna jump in here. You're right. As much as you try, Eminem's gonna Shout try. To. Eminem ain't okay. gonna. He ain't, Eminem ain't gonna jump in there. Like right. you, we are the we we building our own businesses. We're building our own discard. We have dealerships. We're this this. We're selling to ourselves. We're gonna do it where we know the math already. And y'all ain't gonna tap into our water. Right. right. They'll be able to. Right. It's hard. Right. So, ain't gonna be what we gonna do? What we gonna do? Because yeah. we will go on for this forever, oh, and I love it. Yeah. Thank you all for being here. Oh, and that's I appreciate you. Um, that's cool. It's <laughs> it is what it is. But um, any big projects coming up? Anything coming up? Well, like I said, I'm making the uh, the True OG mixtape. I'm that's gonna be an album, just like how like Clue and all them came up with their mixtape albums. Right. I'm actually do that. Me and my brother, you know, I'm actually in works. I'm almost done. Mm -hmm. So once mm -hmm. it's done. We actually gonna have it on Spotify and all any spot that you can get it on. Okay. I'm gonna let y'all know ahead of time. Okay. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. And we'll re we'll revisit it and drop some you know whatever you want us to drop onto that and we'll play those throughout the the commercial or whatever and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then you also still have the True OG podcast, yep. which nice. airs every what Sunday? Well, we record it every Sunday, but I usually now at the at the because what what I was doing was holding on to some of the interviews, mm -hmm. but. Actually, as of last week, I just started posting them. So okay. usually, like a day later, cool. Two, I post them on YouTube and stuff. Oh, cool. I mean, I take the clips because I use my phone. We ain't really got money for the photography yet. Nah, it's, we it's, ain't get there yet. But you know what? And but, it's funny that you say that because we we've had this conversation about kind of keeping the podcast at its regular structure of not going to this whole YouTube thing. And I, I understand people want to want to see it, want to touch it, and see what you're doing and all that good stuff. But I think. Um, I like keeping it as a hub for where artists get a chance to relax and not right. be in that whole mode of another camera's on me, another, you know, I gotta act or feel a certain way and it gives you that organicness. So that's, I, I get that. I get why, you know, hey, sometimes it's a lot of competition out there. It is. I mean, it is. I don't look at it as competition. I look at it just, all right, mine's is centered around this. Yes. This is what I wanna do. Yeah. I love this one, I love that one, I love that one. And right. I need to steal elements from it. And, and that's yeah. what it, it, this is true. This is true. I listen to a show called Star in the Morning. You remember Star from Hot Nanny yeah, Star? Yeah. Star in the Morning. Mm -hmm. I, I have a cousin that's real, uh, you know, Justin, he, what's the word we can call him? He just real, he's passionate about certain things. That he passionate like is something. a good word. Passionate is, we have arguments. Talk about pop. He just not going to say nothing bad. Nope. But you got to have that element. So I'm like, I wanted that element on the show. So I'm yeah. like, all right. Because when he's upset about something, he's he goes, he goes in. in. Yeah. Him and my brother is like battling. Yeah. So I'm sitting back watching. I'm like, yo, I want this. Keep just going. Spinning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real. It's not made up. We're not doing it for the no, camera. They, they, the That's just how he feels. They go in. They go in. They definitely go in. So Empire, anything else coming up? Because yeah, I know we got the showcase. Yeah, I got a showcase on the 18th. Mm -hmm. Trying to do showcase for um, Baltimore artists oh, yeah. mm -hmm. with Obstacle and 
support yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? I would love for you to come through. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I'm just going to ask you. It's going to be at the OC Brewery. Got a stage and everything, too. Mm -hmm. So you said the 18th? Mm -hmm. Yes. November. And then we also, I got uh, some free Thanksgiving party I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's going to be growing a sexy, crazy thing, you know, for all, yeah. all you can eat BIOB. Yeah. And then we're trying to also do the New Year's thing too. Or right? New Year's too at OC. Mm -hmm. And also Bar Louis. I got all the locations, so you know how that right. go. Exactly. DC here and uh, what you would call it. Mm -hmm. So we're going, we going, it's going to be popping, man. We got to. I'm just, I'm, but the mix, but the, but the, but the showcase thing though, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to make sure, like, we, I, what I got said before in the uh, the thing we, we talked earlier. Mm -hmm. So we get some of the best artists to come in and do their and thing. And murder it. And, and, not, the, and murder. We talk murder. And then expose himself and then network. Yes. And then what I'm doing is I might take the top best two mm -hmm. to go do Philly. And then after Philly, they should do New York. If they blow up in Philly, they can do New York. Right. Just to get them the exposure. Right. So just like I say, we just start doing something here. Slow and then make it better. Mm. And then just keep and then slowly. And guess what? If you nice like that, you got and it. you go on for like a good six months, a couple of shows, right. and you are the man, eventually you just gonna blow up with some. Oh yeah. Like you, are, and, you got some obstacles behind you, you done. Right. And and keep in mind that this man here has done a lot and touched a lot of people in the industry you know what i'm saying and just in general if y'all really want to be about your craft this is these are the people that you network with and connect with and then other artists because i remember being an artist and enjoying the fact that i got to work with other artists you know what i'm saying so we've oh, had yeah. and we've had those other artists on the show and been like yo i gotta touch the stage with you or i got a chance to rock with you like those are the moments that you want to create as an MC. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of people I mean don't even me as a producer, yo, I'm not comfortable working with just any producer. For right. a reason, because like the mentality that me and my own manager have together is like either he brings an idea to him or I bring an idea to him. Like nowadays it's just yo, send me an FLP, I work on it. But you know, man, I noticed back in the day when I used to be around Premier and them, what they would do, like like a guru, say a guru gonna do a song with Kiss. Mm -hmm. They would have them niggas hang out. With each other and smoke, drink, and just get to know each other as people. Yeah, then they right. doing the record. Like I actually witnessed that. I met Kiss before, mm -hmm. and that's how I met them in the, in the studio. They came in, dead it up, niggas rolling up, they smoking, and I'm like, alright, is anybody going do anything? Yeah, I'm just in the background, just listening to whatever. Then I'm finding out they went to this club. They went to these niggas gonna make a record, and then you know what I'm saying. And then I'm, I'm commuting back and forth to Baltimore, New York. So I'm like, I guess they gonna just do whatever they gonna do. Now nah, they ain't going on the record. They just got cool. Mm -hmm. On the last Gangsta album, I hear someone said, "Oh, they did it." <laughs> I said, "Oh, I get it now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. To bring it up, and that's a lovely name, Chris. So I'ma say his real name. Put me. I said your name. Okay. His real name, Chris. And I was like, Yo, Chris, what was up? What was up with all that? He said, This is what we do. We, you got, if they don't know each other, you, you get them to know each other. He said, yeah, you can do a song with a rapper or, or artist or whatever. Well, where's the real chemistry? But, right, and that's exactly what he said. He mm -hmm. said, you got to have some type of chemistry. Mm -hmm. if, if you a rapper and say, he was like, say you want to do a song with, with Billy, Billy Dance or, or Lil Fame yeah, from MOP. Right. I'm going to let y'all two hang on. I'm going I'm to send you over to Brownsville. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you chill out over there and smoke with them niggas. I'm going to let you see somebody get shot on their block right. or whatever, whatever. So then he's going to come to Baltimore. He's going to see how it is in Baltimore, so then he's going to get a feel for you. You get a feel for him. Right. Y'all niggas get together, y'all. That game camaraderie. Yeah, and that video gets stupid. It's, yeah. it's gonna be like y'all niggas was friends forever. Right. 
and, and then the song comes off better. And yeah. I was like, it makes sense. It, it, make, it makes sense. And, and I witnessed that. And that's the same thing like with you an actor. You, you're around actors for a long period of time because then you're getting it and you know how to play off of them right. instead of it just being like, oh, well, let me, let me send it. If you do, I'm going to email you my list. Right. You ain't never met this nigga. This nigga right. like, hey, now, I mean, like, motherfucker, you don't know. You ain't never seen that. Who you on the boat from, right? But what I will say is that it has made <laughs> it kind of like a renegade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jay Z and, uh, Yeah. You know that's. And you hear me like, damn, son, did he just do that to my freaking track? And you know, but, that, but that begets the, the level of competitiveness. Like I remember being in the studio with my sis and the first the first track that we ever did was was going in. And I think I talked about that on your show, but just being able to the first day I write that verse. I mean I'm I'm sitting there writing, 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 writing. I was like, you know what, I still got two hours left. Let me go ahead and write another verse just in case they don't fuck with it. And the thought process for me is this I have to go in every time I rap with another artist and murder them because what mm -hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to shine on your track, I'm going to shine on my track, I don't give a fuck. That's the, that's the nature of the game. That's the nature of the Biggie beat. Smalls, Method Man, and what? Oh, that's a perfect example. You, okay. you don't say that. That's my shit. That was that's a, my shit. Well, but that was a perfect example, example of two yeah, artists going back and forth. Yes. The person is who you gave it to. Woo! Yeah, I know. I know. That's like I'm a Vicky fan, but I'm gonna say Meth. I'm gonna have to say Even Big said that, and I think Big felt it, and he kind of like held back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because Big gave it to him. And then, but you know what happens when somebody's young and hungry, though? That's what happens when somebody's young and hungry. Right. That is true. And that's what it was. And that was in the game, like with the M, like you just said. I'm gonna do Jay Z. Right. Right. I gotta do something. That was M's track. That was M's track. He took off that one. And there wasn't nothing Jay Z could say. <laughs> Yo, you know what? And M is so sad now. Have y'all heard M on the um on Bodeg Yellow? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga. I heard that. I heard that. I said, what the? He's been doing a lot of stuff lately. He's he's been doing a lot of stuff He's slowly, slowly gaining so much respect from me. He already has some respect. Yeah. But he's slowly taking so much respect from me right now. Yeah. And I'm cutting a lot of these artists in the industry off and replacing him every time. Yo. Like a like a duplicate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, really? And I hate the idea. Like, really you gonna let somebody like that come? Like the Bodak Yellow one just us? it look, really? it came up on my timeline and I'm All like, these oh. artists that can mm -hmm. The one thing that I love about M is that he is selective as fuck. He right. is selective. He's selective on beats. He's selective as who he works with. That's not like Dre. He's just right. And Dre's I think like and, and, and I that's, that's, that's how long they got through. I ain't put it out no trash. Yeah. That's like nigga, are, are we not still waiting on, on, on rehab or whatever? Like, what, like, <laughs> 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 nigga, what decade is this? Can I get like my 17 years later? Right. <laughs> so look, real quick, we're gonna wrap up like we always do. We end every show the same way, so it's no different this time. But fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real. And as you can see in this room alone, we got two of the illest DJs ever. And I hope that you guys sat back and learned and you got some great, amazing stories, which I knew you would. Hell yeah. <laughs> that are going to be awesome. Or so, else. Oh, right, exactly. You better learn yeah. something now. So, once again, I am your boy, Young Smooth. And your boy, Obstacle. And this is the kickstand. We out. This is my We out. Bitch. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That's what's up, man. <laughs>